0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Just Let me tell y'all something Y'all know how I start off telling y'all about my week I had an eventful week Okay And then this morning like, I mean early this morning So you know how you get up I was getting up and I was walking And I forgot I left this box I got this box This box of something I just uh, purchased And I got this box and I forgot I laid it out in the middle of the thing And so I'm walking And I rammed my foot on the box you talking about hurting, man. I think I've been hurting for a couple
2: hours, a few hours. <laughs> a mess,
1: right? So, I had, you know, I do workouts, so I was like, dang, I had to figure out something. I was late for workout. It was all kind of crazy stuff. So I had to figure out how to do a workout with my foot hurting. Y'all, a mess, okay? Just a craziness. So my week, it's been crazy but good the first week of October. Man, can y'all believe we in October already? Like, this is the 10th month Oh, my God Time is moving so fast Oh, Lord I mean, before you know it We'd be in 2021, child, okay? God willing, God bless, okay? Just something I'm just, I'm. you know Sometimes I just I sit back and look at the time And I'm kind of amazed And I'm like, wow, Lord You know, this is crazy So, Two thousand twenty has been quite the adventure, hasn't it? <laughs> nothing like you expected okay nothing uh nothing, nothing like you expected um uh, this morning, you know, I was uh kind of talking back and forth to a friend of mine on Facebook, and uh you know, I was seeing something she said about masks and wearing the mask and all that. And we've been talking about how. Everything is going, you know, with this COVID and how people are just, you know, you know, I, you know, it's just kind of been crazy, and one of the things I just said to her, and it, it reminded me, there's this movie I love, Will Smith movie, oh, I know a lot of y'all didn't like it, but the movie is so beautiful, I love it, it's called Collateral Beauty, okay, love this movie and in this movie, in this movie, there's a line, you know, that um, I think Helen Murr, I forget that lady's name. She says to the her character says to uh, this this woman at the hospital. Not to give away the movie to y'all, but this woman's at the hospital and she's losing her child. Okay, and this and this older woman comes and sits next to her, right? And in the movie, she says, "Are you losing somebody?" And the woman's like, "Eh, well, excuse me, you know, I'm sorry, whatever. She said, who are you losing, right? And the lady tells her her daughter. And she goes, the woman says to her, just make sure you notice the collateral beauty. (gasps) Oh, my God. Yo, like, think about that for a second, you know. And so we are having this conversation, right, I say to her, I said, you know, I said, I. She was saying, you know, I can't believe, you know, we're, you know, I can't forget what she was saying on Facebook. but She was saying how she, you know, it's kind of shocking that we we're still we're still battling this this COVID thing. Our, our country is well. There's a couple of reasons I'm gonna talk about that why I think so. You know, I got some conspiracy theories. Y'all know how I be doing, but on the on the real front, she's just saying, you know, all the stuff we're going through. But I was like. I said, I'm not really surprised because in this country I expected us to have it a little harsher than everybody else in some ways because we, are, we practice democracy in America, right? And to practice democracy and to practice freedom, freedom requires a price, right? Any good thing requires a price, right? And I said, and part of our prices that we make when stuff comes like up like coronavirus because we're, we're a free country, even though there are a lot of people who try not to make us a free one, <laughs> and black people have had a, a significant different experience in America, but because the values of America are supposed to be freedom, freedom of speech, freedom of movement, freedom of religion, freedom of worship, all these wonderful, beautiful things that we have in America. Very seldom do we realize as Americans that it costs. And I told her, I said, I i was reminded of that movie, and I said, it's really collateral beauty. Y'all think about that today. It's really collateral beauty to live. Um, in a country that we have freedoms, and unlike any country in the world, right? Uh, regardless of whatever, it's unlike. Regardless of, we understand America has lots of problems, right? And America has an irony into itself, has a descendant of slaves. I can say that it is an irony into itself, but its, it's value system is still a beautiful ideal, right? And so. To have that value system requires us to understand that there will be collateral beauty, all right? That isn't y'all, it's a word, but I thought I'd bring that up today. <laughs> all right, you know, so that, you know, we were having that conversation. I just thought about that and everything, and, <clears throat> and I wanted to share that with you guys <clears throat> because we're going to be talking about a little later on in the show, Donald Trump, excuse me, uh, as you guys know. The President has COVID, COVID And uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit Later on into the show And discuss uh, I'm going to discuss with my thoughts on that Also uh, Essence Magazine Complete debacle at Essence Magazine And you know what COVID-19 is probably showing That Essence Magazine Is really weak And I've always suspected that The prop to Essence Was the festival And the uh, um, and 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 uh, kind of its branding, and we'll talk about that a little later on to the show. We'll talk about the debate, of course, the debate debacle, complete debacle of the debate. Okay, we're gonna talk about that and a whole whole lot more we got to talk about here on the show today. But uh, first, did y'all get to see Power Two? Oh my God, Power Two last week? Oh my goodness, if y'all didn't get to see it. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Power 2 was bomb, okay? So we're going to talk about that when I get back. I'm going to take a little short break, okay? I know I'm doing a break before It's a Word. Y'all like, uh-uh, Carlotta, where's this a Word? Okay, I'm going to get to it. I'm doing something a little different this week, all right? <laughs> all right, so we're going to get to all that It's a Word more and everything when I get back. Meanwhile, we're going to start out with that. get Get to know ya. I love this one. Okay, it's the CC show. Y'all know who Bay is, right? Do I have to always explain to y'all who Bay is? Maxwell. It's the CC show. I'll be back in a moment. I don't understand. Okay. Let me tell you something. Tina Marie. Uh yeah, when I was little, see my mama was a l love Tina Marie. So I used to go to my mother's house sometimes on the weekend. My mother would have all these records. And I discovered Tina Marie. Child, let me tell you something. Irons in the fire, square B is I mean, you I mean, you I just I I have loved Tina Marie from like since probably I was I don't know I don't know how old I was maybe seven or eight I was I was in love with Tina Marie okay so uh, first heard her loved her Where's California Yes Indeed which is my let me tell y'all Where's California and Yes Indeed and uh, what is it Uh, uh Casanova Brown
3: Jesus
1: Tina. Tina and Rick made magic together, okay? Listen, here, love me, the late Tina Marie. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you, and listen, I got to see Tina Marie in concert like three or four times. Every time. Every time it was like Tina was, Tina was like the, a dope white chick, okay? My mom and them were so in denial about Tina Marie being white. I'm, <laughs> when I was growing up, I'm serious <laughs> because they love Tina Marie, right? So, Like you know, I even you know black women responded to Tina Marie in such a good way because it wasn't like Tina Marie didn't come into the culture sort of like just you know the rumor of dating Rick James, but she seemed to embrace black women too. You know, it was like she embraced the culture as a whole, right? So that's one of the beautiful. That's why I always say there'll never be another Tina Marie because I feel like she understood the culture while being still being a white woman who just happened to love black people, right? So uh, one of the things, though, my mama and them used to be so denied, because I said, I said oh, when I first, when I was a kid, I said, Mama, she's white. She's like, no, she ain't. She's Portugal. I like,
2: what the hell? They got white Portuguese people.
1: <laughs> they used to do everything. they make her Spanish, everything, to try to make her Right, trying to make her not white But Tina Marie always has a place in my heart Okay, let me tell y'all But every time I would see her in concert It was a full party, a full group Tina would tear it up, okay Like I think I've seen Tina like twice on my own Twice at Essence I think a couple times at Essence I think, was Tina at Essence a couple times? I think I've seen Tina about I've seen, saw Tina about three or four times Just dope (laughs) And of course, before so Tina, that was Tina Marie and Lover Girl, and before that, y'all know they, Maxwell. Okay, it's the CC show. I'm back, and we are talking. I haven't got to the news yet. Y'all used to me going to the news, but my granny was calling. Okay, I had to when well, my granny called, <laughs> I gotta see what's what she wants. <laughs> so I had to stop the show. Took a break, take a quick take the break early. I said I'm doing it differently, but it was actually it was uh, my, my my granny called. She gonna. Are you on the air? <laughs> okay, I'll call you. It's not that big important. <laughs> She's so else, child? okay? Oh, goodness. Okay, so what was I talking to y'all about, okay? So we was getting into, uh, we were talking about power, child power, too. I love it. I keep telling y'all I love it. I don't know. I can't. I'm loving power, two Ghost, and I'm loving Tariq. That's all I can say right now. Okay, I'm just I'm I am a big fan. Uh, this uh, this is better than Power to me. I'm sorry because I love the setting of it and I love the a uh, promise of of Michael Rainey in this. I, I I really do. I like this even though Omari Hardrick and uh, the guy who played uh, Tommy are just they're a great duo, but it's something about this young. Uh, Michael Rainey Jr. and the cast taking uh, power to, and let me tell you something, I did see Method Man, oh my god
0: I've never been attracted to I mean, no
1: offense, but Method is not usually my type, but damn, did y'all
2: see him last week? (laughs) After the love scene in them undies Oh, no, that's a th-
1: – that Courtney Kim's out here giving thirst traps for real, though.
0: <laughs> wow. Damn.
2: Whoa. That's all I can say.
1: I was like – nothing to me I've always been cute, but, you know, I wasn't like I, – I didn't see it like that. But, but, damn. <laughs> my, oh, my. Method Man, in a, can we just have him? We can just roll Method Man out every week in a love scene. Y'all got to, Courtney, we need more Method Man love scenes. <laughs> oh, my God. I've never seen so many uh, freeze pictures from that scene on Facebook, right? Oh, my goodness. Courtney be giving us eye candy, okay? Like Lorenz Tate. Mm. Lorenz will always be fine, won't he? He's just fine. There's no doubt It's just like You know You just like damn. You just fine You just fine for no reason Like you fine Just fine (laughs) Right So she would been giving us Eye candy So I love Power too Excited about it uh, Love it Okay Uh, Yeah It's good Besides the eye candy The script is good Courtney I, I, I see where we coming I see what we getting to Okay Oh my goodness, so I love it So for those of you who have not seen Power 2 Last week, Tariq Bingo was getting his little Mac on too Mac and two girls like his daddy, you know I was like,
0: oh, look at this
1: Yeah, it was really good, okay So, love that kind of, uh, love that So y'all gotta check out Power 2 Ghost if y'all have not seen it Power 2, uh, Power Two, was it, Power Book 2 Ghost, okay Listen, I didn't know Stephen Curry Maybe is getting his own brand at Under Armour, okay I just read this this week. I didn't know because somebody was telling me about it. I was like, Steph's getting his own brand like Jordan. I think he's only the second or third only player to have his own his own brand. And uh, from what I hear, this is the rumor. The rumor is that Steph was thinking about leaving Under Armour, as yes, he should, <clears throat> and that uh, the rumor, this is rumor, but not but he was thinking about leaving Under Armour, right? and that they ran down there and, they hey, that was one of the promises they promised to give him. But can I just say something, Steph Curry? Let me just stop you. Run. Run. You know, Under Armour has fell 23%. Now, I like the shoe Under Armour, okay? I got me some Currys. Uh, I got the birthday carries. I think. But I haven't bought a shoe since from them. I think they're very comfortable, like a very comfortable shoe. But I'm an older woman, so I like, you know, and I wear, but for style and stuff, I wear Nikes a lot, right? I love, I love, I'm like, I'm a Nike girl. Like, I I will collect some, I collect some Nike issues. When it's a sale at Nike, my ass be there, okay? So I like, you know, I, but I like it for style, okay? I don't look at Under Armour necessarily for style. And Steph's shoes has been less than desirable. Well, Under Armour stock, I think, fell like 23%. I don't know if it's been back above the come up or not. But I've been talking shit about Under Armour for a long time And this is what I will say to Somebody like Stephen Curry This is the reason why I would say Run from Under Armour Under Armour has not been able to Produce its own Its, uh, its own value up Let alone They let alone um, uh, Selling Stephen Curry's Brand okay Even though Stephen Curry is He's turning out to be the Jordan for Under Armour because he's the strong uh, thing at Under Armour. But here's what Under Armour doesn't understand that Nike understood, okay? (sighs) Nike is genius. You know, part of Michael Jordan's allure is Nike. Uh, 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 Nike grabbed onto the legend and helped to push it even further up. It hasn't been able to do that with too many others. I mean, Kobe, who this, to me is the second greatest player, I mean, if skill-wise, because he's just like Jordan, you know, uh, they wasn't able to do it with geez, Kobe. They're, they're, they're not doing it with LeBron, no matter how much they push it. Uh, but,
2: and they lost
1: death to just being rude, okay, because they didn't realize what what was going on, okay. But Nike... Got it with Michael Jordan. Nike was a small company and needing something at the time to push its ass through the roof. And they see this kid. They end up getting the, getting this kid quite by his mother's push. If you ever, if you looked at uh, the Last Dance, right? Like I said, I agree. They should have a statue of, of, of Michael Jordan's mama at Nike when you walk in the door. <laughs> okay, but. The Jordan brand is synonymous with Nike, okay, because they both came up together, okay? Nike understood that it needed a push, and Nike was not afraid to use this black kid who had become a a basketball phenomenon, okay? They weren't afraid to use him, use urban, gritty advertising and marketing, and Nike built a force. I mean, makes basically great designers for shoes. And not only that, uh, but Nike built a force in terms of understanding who, it, who they had. Under Armour doesn't get it, okay? Under Armour is failing because they haven't realized how important Steph Curry is to it.
2: They haven't gotten it.
1: They don't understand it. They don't understand that they need Steph Curry to build the house. Under Armour, I knew that Under Armour was in trouble when I saw Steph Curry uh, when it was during, what was it? It was during a championship a few years ago when they was playing Cleveland. And the commercial that Under Armour played was not a Steph Curry commercial. They played a commercial with the owner talking about under Armour in its beginnings And I was like Ugh, This is bad And eventually I know the owner Stepped down as CEO But the owner had a complete mental breakdown I mean to me during that In my personal opinion Mental break on how He didn't understand the time It was Steph Curry's time And you didn't have Steph Curry out here in a commercial You put yourself out there So what what I see here is that Under Armour is too proud, Steph. Under Armour does not want a black kid to be the face of their brand. They just don't. If they did want you to be it, your brand would be bigger by now. And yes, they're going to give you a, a, a brand with your name on it, but it won't be like Jordan's unless they go hire Nike's old marketing crew. Now I know they hired the brand person over Nike that was over Jordan's uh, Nike Rise, but trust me, if they're not willing to give up being the, if Under Armour is not willing to give up their current branding, which is to old white men, football, it's very conservative. If they're not willing to go after to go after grit and urban, even though Steph, you're not that. But that's how that's the basketball world, okay? So it'll be a it'll be a failure, just like the ugly shoes, okay? <laughs> so uh, you know, uh, this is what I say. You know, that's why I say sometimes. You know, sometimes I think Steph has made his point. When I read this article, I was pretty shocked. You know, I was like, Steph, you made your point to Nike. Nike understands. Nike's looking for the next Jordan. Everybody is trying to kill the Jordan ghost. Have you noticed everybody, Nike wants to kill it but really can't cuz Jordan is Nike is the house that Jordan built. The NBA wants to kill it. They keep prep, put, putting LeBron up to the thing and they're going to literally probably give him this uh this title because they want him to be that, but he's just not a he's just not Jordan. Okay. I think Steph you got to see that Nike can make you, you, you guys can have a beautiful marriage, I think. Now you could, because they've learned their lesson. They've learned that they shouldn't have turned you away. They get it. But Under Armour, I would run far, 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 far away just my opinion on that, okay? Because I happened to see their articles. I had to bring it up. Y'all know I've been ranting against Under Armour for the longest because I didn't like the way they went. You know, I love that about Nike, though. That's one thing I can say about Nike. Now, Nike made far more money off of Jordan than Jordan, you know, than Jordan did, okay? And, of course, they, to me, they should be giving Jordan half the business. <laughs> but the truth of the matter, I do admi- I do admire the grit of them to stand back and to understand that, to, to let the the the, at the time this kid built the house, it's great business. okay? Can't hate on that. All right, so let's get to it's a word this week. Y'all thought I forgot? No, I did not forget. It's a word, okay? So what's the word for this week? Okay? Child, I'm gonna be 48 in about two or three weeks. Child, Mm-mm. I look like I'm 25 though. <laughs> Oh God, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just waiting. <laughs> I look good, though, okay. I try to look good. I'm trying to look better, okay. I'm trying to not only look good on the outside, but really work on my, um, you know, my uh, spirit, man, okay. Because I'm, you know, I'm. Listen, midlife crisis is everything. My granny told me it would be. <laughs> It's not all. It's not. I'm not as nerve wrecked as she was. My grandma was like a nervous wreck, but I'm not as nerve wrecked as she was. But I am um, feeling the life changes and the life pivoting. And uh, my, you know, I grew up with a very youthful. My grandmother, my grandparents were very youthful. My grand. I grew up. I was raised by my grandparents. I tell you guys this all the time on here. And. Uh, for those of you who are new who don't know the story, but I grew up, I was raised by them. My grandparents, particularly my grandmother, so youthful. My grandmother still, my grandma still be talking about, uh, she calling me up about, she got this crush on child. Uh, she loved Buster Rhymes, don't know what he be talking about, and she loves, uh, 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 what's the, what's the, Pit, pit bull, oh, my gosh, she's this fascination with pit bulls. just as ridiculous because shes I think she's in love, okay? I'll be telling my grandpa to watch out, <laughs> okay? But she's very youthful, always been. My grandmother, I never knew her not. Like, my grandmother was always wearing heels, real fancy, everything, okay? So, so I understood very uh, early on about uh, aging gracefully. And aging, because and, and, I had a great example with my grandmother. And just my grandparents, period, okay? So, uh, And plus they had a young kid in the house. So they had to, you know what I'm saying, to be a little youthful, okay? But I'm like, you know, I'm trying to deal with this concept of aging. Uh, also, you know, uh, there's so much because I'm 48. I don't have any children. It's just very different. A lot of my friends have children. Some of them have grandkids now, and all kinds of things. And it's like, you know, whoa, like, you know, like, wow, this is my whole life is somewhat, some, sometimes unexpected. There's some things I'm like, hmm, <laughs> right, you know, this, this is, I, wow, this is different, okay. But it's, it's now I'm looking at, you know, like, you know, and sometimes that, that, that distinctively makes me very different, you know, from them, you know. Um, You know, I don't have a lot of, you know, I don't have the responsibilities they do and all this stuff But, you know, I'm trying to figure out, like, you know, how do I decide, you know, dealing with the concept of aging And I've talked to you guys about this before, uh, just trying to decide what that can be for me, okay So this conversation is for the women over 40, okay women over 40, and for you young girls, you can listen to it because you're going to head there one day. You want to head there, right? Because otherwise it's the alternative if you don't. Our Jesus done came back. <laughs>
2: okay. All right,
1: so uh, things, uh, this is what i deciding, trying to figure out and decide what that can be has been just like a journey for me and everything. And, you know, it's like I'm heading to divorce 48, but I still feel like a kid, you know, in a lot of senses. So uh, this is the things I'm discovering Help me through the aging process as I go through it, and God, hopefully I go through it completely, Lord. <laughs> right? So, uh and it's, it's nothing bad about it, you know. Because lately I've been listening to people talking about older women hitting the wall when they pass a certain age. I'm like, damn! It's like, oh, damn! Like, an older woman, if she's single, I mean, it's a hell for her, you know. I'm married, but for women, they, like, they, they just make it like easy, easy yeah, before you don't nobody wants you. I'm like, damn, is it really like that? <laughs> I mean, you know, it, 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 and so to hear all of these things and these, these things, sometimes we forget about, you know, uh, the beauty of aging. And since we're talking about collateral beauty today, because I talked about collateral beauty at the beginning of the show about our democracy, okay, there's collateral beauty in aging, right? There is, you know, like collateral damage is collateral beauty—the wrinkles in your face, the the things you go through, your body changes, noticing different things, it, 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 all the different things. Okay, it, it's it's collateral. the it's the beauty of life because while you're still living. The body is regenerating and changing, and, and the body is sometimes on decline. Right, uh, every day that you live, the body's on decline. If you're 21, your body's on decline. I mean, you can do all the things that keep you healthy, but eventually, right, the body will. Uh, if unless I like I always say unless Jesus tears the body, body will decline on you. Okay, for those of you that say that, for the for the spiritual people who uh, uh, who are Christians and understand that concept, but. Um, Here's the things I'm discovering, and hopefully it helps some women out here, and hopefully it helps you young girls in understanding what's important for you right now, okay? Um, listen, we may, make, we may have made some mistakes, ladies, okay, older ladies, and there are consequences for that, okay, and prices, right, for the life we've lived or things we've chosen or decisions we've made, but nothing that we can't handle, Okay. And we gotta remember that God's got us, and uh, you got this, okay? I mean, the thing is to face it, okay? There are things in your mid midlife years you discover, like you know what? Damn it! Damn it! Why did I do it like that? <laughs> right? And I've been talking about this for weeks now because I'm I'm going through this, right? And so, but you have to realize that's a part of living. Part of living is making mistakes, making. Bad decisions Making this and that Okay And it's when you Discover that When you discover Those things And you you accept The consequences of them The next thing I would say Is correct the course It's never too late To correct the course Okay Correct Well sometimes it's too late I mean sometimes It's too late On some things Y'all know We know how to discern When it's too late For certain things And when it's not Right okay But most things It's never too late To correct your course And change how you want to live And change to a life That fits you For where you're at Right now, okay, it that is something that you can do, okay, and then the next thing I had what down is um, the importance of keeping yourself up, child. Let me tell you something. Okay. 'Cause because life hits, and this is for young girls in your twenties. Okay, you can have a series of disappointments in your twenties, and things like that happen. I've had it. I had it. You know, I always share it with young girls. I had a series of different things happen, A series of odd things. I was just like, Mom. you know, I went into a little hole for a little while. You know, <laughs> I, mean, I had a series of bad relations. At twenty-seven, I stopped. Twenty-six, I stopped dating. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I did. I said never. It's not. It's done. Right, right, and so for a few years I went without dating. I didn't really date anybody. I was in church all the time. I was like, you know what? Uh-uh. I I got stopped. I didn't club. I didn't do anything <laughs> I was just like, enough. i have to stop Right. So, but um, um, I it, as I was going through that period, right. I, I didn't realize that there was certain there were certain types of depression that I was dealing with. I didn't realize I was dealing with depression at that time. I did not, you know, I didn't realize that. I realize it now, okay. And I see in that period a very weird period, okay, a very weird period of me being there, but me also checking out, okay. And this is for for the younger women, okay, and for older women too. You can some of you guys can relate to me, some of you can't, okay, but. Uh, sometimes we check out in our late twenties, late thirties, and stuff like that. And and you, it for other women. Some of my friends, I know, we've had these discussions. And some of my friends, it's been they they were in the middle of having families and children. And some of my friends found themselves like going down in their you know looks because their children. They was taking their time. Their marriage was taking their time. Some of them were going through bad marriages. Some of them, you know, uh, just they were going through all types of changes. We so so had friends, and for me, it was different because I didn't get married to my uh, like mid thirties, late thirties, right? So um, so for me, it was quite different. But for my uh, but for some of uh, for me at the time, it was a matter of fact of just going through uh, a sense of depression, like you know, like sad about certain things that I wasn't realizing. And I wasn't keeping myself up. You know, I had started eating. I had gained weight. And, like, I'm trying to get that weight off now. I'm <laughs> doing a good job, though. But, you know, not still where I want to be, but good, right? So, so uh, and, and just going through all of these different things and didn't realize it. You know, and, and when I came out of it, I was like, wow, damn, something happened that i had a very spiritual experience and listen i got married through this depression too i you know very this is very true i mean i even though i had a great uh, relationship in in marriage and stuff a wedding and everything i was still depressed silently people didn't know that i was going through so it affect every it affects every decision you make right so you know now i'm just, <laughs> i'm coming out of that and, you know my, the husband, 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 like, oh my God, I wasn't what's was going on, <laughs> right? But I had this really, uh, like deep spiritual experience for me that happened in my forties a few years ago. And it really changed how I see myself. It really made me confront a lot of different things, and I'm glad it happened, but it also made me confront the depression that was there, okay? So I say this to the women who are over 40, women who are in their 20s, women who are in their 20s, realize if you're going through something like that, and deal with it and handle it so that you don't wait so long. But for women in their 40s who have been, you may have been silently in a depression and not uh, not know it and, every, and things like that, uh, remember to get yourself together, get your head space together. And then once you get your head space together and your spirit man together, deal with the damage you've done. If it's been physically like me, I did deal with the damage for me. It was like keeping yourself up, uh, not you know letting weight gain happen and stuff like that. Keep yourself up. Take care of yourself if you haven't take care, taken care care of uh, uh, of uh, how you eat. Uh, um, I always tell people teeth are important. Like right now I'm getting my teeth. I've been having a lot of I always have a lot of work on teeth, but I've been having a lot of work lately on my teeth, okay? So keep teeth, keeping your teeth up as you get older. Is really vitally important in keeping your uh, dental. Trying to get your, you know, that's part of your looks, lady. Helps helps you keep ladies, helps you keep your youthfulness, things like that. So definitely do that, okay. Exercise. I mean, I don't say go on a complete crazy diets. So I don't believe in it, okay. But learn how to portion control. Uh, uh, eat, add more healthier foods and things, foods that help you look younger and stuff like that into your diet, okay. Next thing is try something new. Damn it. It's okay. Try something new. Do something fun. Do something different, okay? Go
2: outside of your box,
1: all right? And then get some new friends. Me and my girlfriend was talking about this the other day. We me and my girlfriend, we used having a discussion on the phone. Me and one of my good friends, we used having a good, good was like, she was like she's like, Oh, you know, it's so hard to find friends, new friends after over forty. I'm like, uh-uh, no it ain't. We need to get out here and find some, right? And, you know, I've I managed to add some new friends into my to my uh, life. Well, I have a girlfriend I, I love, and I talk to her every now and then, but we always talk on the Internet in New York that I met, who's great, Marie. I love her. I I just found her the last few years, and I consider her a friend. really like her. I You know, I've I, I reached out to new people, old friends, and became new, became back friends with them and stuff like that. Find you some new friends. If oh, your, friend, your old friends ain't fitting where you're going, it's okay. You can find them even in your 40s. Go out, get involved in different things and stuff like that. And that will help you to find new people even after 40, okay? All right. And uh, one of my favorite things is dance. Chad, I can't dance, but I love to dance. <laughs> All right. I wanted, I keep telling myself that I'm going to learn because I love Joey Chavez, right? I watch her dance all the time, and Janelle, uh, what's the girls, Janelle, the Janelle dancers, the stiletto girls, oh, my God, I love them, right? So I watch them all, time. I'm like, I'm going to learn a routine. I'm going to do that. I think they're so dope, and I love that. So dance as much as you can. Have fun with it. If you can't learn, it, just have fun and dance. And this is my personal one, okay? This is my personal one, okay? This is kind of a crazy one, but I love listening to Ratchet Raff. <laughs> now, somebody's out here going, Oh, that's just, I'm not going to, you don't have to listen to ratchet rap, listen to something that makes you feel youthful or it makes you feel fun, I love listening to, even though I don't, I do ain't saying be going out there and be the city girl, okay, Yo, you ain't got to be no city girl or no hot girl or whatever, but it's fun to listen to different lyrics and stuff and find out what people are doing out there, the girls are doing out here in these streets and stuff like that, it keeps you youthful, uh, I, I just love it because I'm kind of goofy like that and kooky like that, but um also, uh, and it just makes you—it's rap music, you know. How it just makes you feel hip, right? And I even listen to old school rap too, so you know it's good, okay. And then the next one is listen to women who have been there before you, okay. <clears throat> even the ones who you see has a tragic failure in their life, okay. Because women can teach you something. They can tell you how not to fail, what not to do. Can tell you, uh, 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 tell you you can learn from. Uh, things in their life okay and it's always good to surround yourself with some elders or get you some elders that can speak into your life and to listen to them with discernment don't listen to everybody but listen to uh, every elder but wise elders that can speak into your life and help you go on your journey that you're going okay on again and uh, you're going as you age and the next thing is Find yourself again, okay? You know, I, I have so many friends, right, that have that are finding themselves, okay? I have, like, the 40s is wild because the late 40s and early 50s and stuff like that, I have so many girlfriends that are just saying, you know, I have to rediscover myself. I've got girlfriends getting divorced <laughs> They do it. It's all kind of wild stuff happening <laughs> Right, and and uh they are coming to some con- very strong conclusions about themselves in their lives, okay? Some are going to therapy, some are going here and there, some are, are some are rediscovering their married life and rediscovering their uh dating and marriage, uh what you know, different things. But <clears throat> it all begins with finding yourself first. I can't explain how important that is. And you can get lost in the sauce if you're a mom or or, 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 or even if you're, you know, just the family uh the person that the family leans on all the time or you you're a wife or whatever, you can you can lose your sense of self. So it's so important to find yourself again, okay? Because yourself is going to tell you everything you need to know in which way you need Understanding, even if you're married or whatever, you're part of a unit, yes, but it's so important to know you, okay? Uh, you know, I even I had a friend who uh, recently, uh, and this is for people who are going, not everybody, some of y'all are going through great relations in your marriage and it's good, keep, keep it up, keep up the good work, okay? But for some of you women who are going through some hard times in your marriage, I just had a friend who recently uh, got a divorce. You know, she just said, hey, I just, I, I'm, I, I, it's been a long time, right? And she felt that she just did not know herself, right? And uh, it was a painful experience for her, but she needed to do that to find herself. She felt, and she, and she, and she has, and and, and the process, and you know, her life is—you can see the total regeneration. I mean, weight loss, every everything, you can see, totally. <clears throat> And for some women, that will be the road, okay? And and for you, you might have to reevaluate relationships, reevaluate friendships and all kinds of things. But the important thing is to find who you are again or find your new self, okay? And maybe in the course, you might not get a divorce, maybe in the course of finding your new self, you may find new ways for you and your mate to relate to each other and to start all over again, especially <clears throat> if you're older like in my friend's case, her kids were leaving the house, they were graduating and stuff like that. But for some people who, whose kids are, you know, they're, you're in the midst of kids leaving the house and you're looking at the cross the other person saying, I don't know who the hell you are. What the hell's going on around here? <laughs> right? So you might find new ways to discover yourself and your relationship. But most important, the way you do that is to find yourself again, okay? Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. I have a lot of now my allergies have been acting up, okay, so y'all, excuse me, I'll just clear my throat. But the next thing is take back your life. Take back your life. Right? I had to tell a friend this other day. I, she, You know, I, I mean, I have a friend who is just like she is, she's a mother and she has, now she's taking care of the grandkids. Now, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they just lean on her and she's so beautiful, okay, this particular friend I have, I mean, I was like,
2: God, what's going on?
1: Like, you know, and I had to say to her, take back your life. Take take, take back your life. Like, she was doing everything for everybody else, but she hasn't had time for herself. Now she's finding herself a mother again because she has an irresponsible child who does not want to be a mother. Right? So she's having a fine. Now, I know what that's like because I was raised by a grandmother who had my grandmother. That my mother was a teenage mother. So my grandparents had to, to raise a, a little baby when they were expecting everybody to be gone. <laughs> right? So, <clears throat> But one thing I love about my grandmother, I think, that I've learned, I learned over the years from my grandparents is they, they had their life. And, I mean, they made sure that the life, they had their own life. <laughs> Right, Cause, and so I feel like that you sometimes when you as a woman, you have to take back your life, right? And, uh, and I was just telling her she had all these things happening. And, 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 and you know, where my grandmother was like, we don't have our own life. Like my grandmother just happened to be blessed because she had a village at the time around her that was willing to help her with me. So the village was. My great grandparents were still alive. I had both sets of great grandparents still alive. My great, my grandfather's parents were still alive, and my grandmother's parents were still alive at the, for for like over, like time I was like twelve, thirteen, sixteen years old. So they she they had a lot of help, you know, and pe- you know people who could help, but watch me or people who could do this or that, you know, friends. I mean, it was, it was a little village I had. Okay, so so they made sure they had time to do their things too, right? And so, somebody—you may be a, a parent who's got caught up taking care of grandkids, or you may be caught up taking care of uh, things and people's responsibilities that you shouldn't—that you've been left with. But take back your life in some form. You want to get one and live it, okay? Live it. I had to tell this particular friend, take back your life, because the because the the girl was pregnant again and getting ready to come carry your second one over. No. No, 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 you don't get to do that. (laughs) This is my life. I've already raised you. I'm taking back my life. Or kids who come and lean on you all the time, right, and you don't have time for your own stuff. You don't have time for your own functions, your own things. No.
2: Take back your life.
1: That's what I say, okay? That's the last one. It's not just that from kids, but even sometimes, from overbearing spouses, okay? Same thing, okay. So that's just what I want to say. Or take back your life from even parents, okay, who are who you find yourself taking care of. There's nothing wrong with that, but people leaning on you that shouldn't be leaning on you, where they can do things for themselves and stuff like that, okay? Relatives, whatever, okay? So I hope you guys got it. That's my it's a word for the day. I got through the child. Okay. All right. So let's get into this news out here in the streets. Okay, we got to get into the news. Um, Okay, so I saw an interesting. Oh, let's go talk about Trump first. So Trump, Donald Trump, this week uh, after the debacle of the the debate was. The debate was horrible. It was clear Joe Biden was getting beat up from the beginning. I said Joe needed the moderator to help him. The moderator had to come in a number of times. First of all, not only because Joe Biden was looking weak and tumbling, okay? And let me explain to you why I think Joe Biden is looking weak. It finally came to me why Joe Biden. It's not because I don't – I I changed my mind. I thought Joe might be, you know, uh, kind of, uh, you know, like, uh, like maybe – You know, dementia or something was kicking in, but no, I don't think that's it at all. Now I think I get a picture of what's going on with Joe Biden. But we're going to talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about the debate in a minute when I get through talking about this Trump thing. But Trump goes to Walter Reed Hospital for coronavirus treatment, and this is according to MSN News. It says President Trump was taken to Walter Reed National Military Medical Center on Friday for a stay that was expected to last several days. A move that white the White House said was made out of an abundance of caution after he tested positive for the deadly coronavirus and experienced symptoms now that's very important because experienced symptoms to me is very important because what I've been finding a lot, and I'll probably touch on this article a little later too, is that the coronavirus and this is what i this is why I hate the media we have now because what we have going on in the media right now is. We have um a political season right? <laughs> and i and most Americans don't understand how easily manipulated we are because we have a we're in the middle of a political uh season and a pandemic going on, and the media is just like vampires like you know they are or wolves would like with a freshly prey in their mouth, right? You know they are they have been irresponsible some news outlets in a lot of ways. So uh, it's kind of sad, but what you're not getting the full thing. Like you know, to me, I always tell people it's, it's almost better to read articles because you know different articles online and stuff so you can get a picture of what's going on. Because the media has been out of control, okay. Um, one of the things that has been happening There's been a lot of test giving With a lot of false positives They've been having tons of coronavirus tests Where people have come out positive But they haven't been And, you know, I always tell people How do you know? Do you know? You might have the a flu I mean, you know, it, it, I mean, it's hard to say Because they've been having such a hard time with testing And I'm going to talk about that a little bit uh, after this one But Trump has been having the symptoms They had And they said he says I want to thank everybody for tremendous support I'm going to watch Reed Hospital Trump said Friday in a videotape statement Released on Twitter less than 24 hours After he and his wife Melania Tested positive for the coronavirus I think I'm doing very well But we're going to make sure things That things work out Trump was experiencing fatigue And the first lady was coughing with a headache on Friday And the White House Uh the president me a headache on Friday. The White House doctor said, describing the physical impacts of upended, uh, descri- descri- describing the physical impacts of a White House coronavirus outbreak that has upended the nation's capital and disrupted American politics one month before presidential elections. Okay, uh, you know Trump is seventy-four, so he began to take up, uh he's been taking a, a cocktail of drugs as a precautionary measure, according to his doctor. Sean conwell he also came on, I heard him on C-SPAN a little bit before I started the show And he was talking about how Trump hasn't been on any oxygen or anything like that And he seems to be doing well, um, responding to treatment and that's that, okay uh, let's, Let me talk about this for a second, okay I, and, and let me, I'm going to pull up here uh, Because I really want to get to... Uh, this thing Uh, You know, a lot of people were talking about this week About uh Trump And, you know, like I was saying, hey, this is suspicious to me And I'm a conspiracy theorist, okay And some people were saying, well, it's a Yeah, because he wants people to feel sorry for him He probably don't even got the coronavirus No, I don't know if I believe that, okay But I can I can understand that point, too, okay I actually think Trump wants the hell out of there, to be honest But that, 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 <laughs> I digress <laughs> Oh, but, uh, uh, you know, um, here's the thing, okay? Um, there are significant things that happened this week, and I'm going to kind of get off the coronavirus thing for a little bit and go into this article that I saw on Forbes. It, and, and I, I want to explain something to you. In this. You know, I always try to go deeper on the show when I'm talking to you guys about politics and stuff like that, because I kind of have an audience, I feel like, even us it's a small little audience, I feel like I have an audience that kind of understands that if you listen to me, you're listening to a kind of, you know, somebody with ideas who looks beyond the surface, okay? So uh, I don't, I look at this, I want to, I guess I want to talk first about something that the media did not talk a lot about this week. Okay, they did not. They didn't spend a lot of time on it. I think it's important for what I'm trying to shape here. This is just my personal opinion about things. But there was this very interesting article on Forbes magazine. Now, I'm building a case for something, I believe, okay? It says globalization hits a brick wall named Trump, okay? And this article was written at the beginning of September, September 4th and it's a it's a is this an opinion piece? I'm not sure. By Patrick Watson. I'm not sure if it's an opinion piece or not from from Forbes, but uh it says uh until about 50 years ago, people paid attention to the area where they lived. They read local papers, shopped at local merchants, and socialized at local events. Technology ended all that, okay? Now we get our news from the internet. We buy imported goods. We conversed on social media with friends thousands of miles away. But this globalization process changed the world, sometimes for the better, but with significant side effects, hence today's dissatisfaction. Now technology is swinging the pendulum back. Globalization is going in reverse. And, again, the process will hurt some people. We can't stop it. We can minimize this pain by letting or letting it occur gradually, give everyone time to adapt. President Trump doesn't see it that way. He wants to deglobalize, no matter the cost, okay? Um, and he's saying, I wrote this in August 2016 when I thought Trump would surely lose this election. That's what he said. Humanity spent the last 50 years globalizing. Now, thanks to certain technologies, the whole process is going in reverse. I think historians will mark the 2008 financial crisis has a turning point, peak globalization. I don't say this because I want a de-globalized world. What any of us want or don't want is irrelevant. I believe that transition will happen whether any of us want it or not. It will not happen in a linear fashion, though. The process that uh, brought us to this point had starts, stops, and slowdowns. Reverse globalization will have ups and downs, too, but a new set of technology will keep uh, pushing forward. He said, I didn't anticipate that Trump would be in position to attack all things global, particularly China, like a wrecking ball demolishing the building. Now, I'm going to stop here. Now, I've always told you that my idea about new world order and um, and the elites who run the world, if there's such a thing, if you'd like to think that, I believe that, uh, their ideal state has always been China. China is a communist country. It's easily controlled. China, uh, even uh, I think, even has even control on how many children you can have at one time. Okay, so um, it's easier to control the masses through China. Now, do I believe that China's uh, the people in charge run China? No, I think these are great big. Uh, business Illuminaries And Technology Illuminaries Behind the scenes that we don't see That are able to buy government, buy Off government and be able To uh, puppet governments Okay, this is just my personal Opinion, okay uh, It says the president trade war And attacks on various inter- International institutions were big Dents, but last week he took it To another level saying U.S. and Chinese Economies should separate completely Well Listen, I kind of agree with Trump on this because Trump, you, you well, all that China's been acting as a debt, as a debt buyer. Okay, it's been buying a lot of our debt, but it's also been taking a lot of business from America. Okay. Uh, so, but Trump says our country has not has lost stupidly trillions of dollars with China over many years. They have stolen our intellectual property at a rate of hundreds of billions of dollars a year, and they want to continue. I won't let. Th- they want to continue. I won't let that happen. We don't need China, and frankly, uh, frankly, we'll be far. Uh, I forget what else he said. Uh, far better off without them. The vast amounts of money made and stolen from China from the United States year after year for decades. Uh, must and will stop. Our great American companies are hereby ordered to immediately start looking for an alternative to China, including bringing your companies home and making your products in the U.S. I responding to China's tariffs, This afternoon, this is a great opportunity for the United States also. Also, I'm ordering the carriers, including FedEx, Amazon, UPS, and post office to search for and refuse all deliveries of fentanyl from China or anywhere else. Fentanyl kills 100,000 Americans a year. President Xi said this would stop. It didn't. Our economy, uh, because of our gains in the last two and a half years, is much larger than that of China. We we will keep it that way. And then here, this is the person who wrote this article. He's going, side, where to begin? I can, in fact, check these tweets and show how wrong he is, but let's stick to the broader point. As the rhetoric and tariffs escalate, it's growing clear that Trump doesn't just want China China to play fair. He wants a severe economic relationship. He wants to sever the economic relationship completely. We're better off without them, he says. In fact, he feels so strong or strongly he orders American companies to look for alternatives to China. I don't see why that's a problem. There's India. There's a number of places too that you can. There's a global world out here. Okay. Uh, I don't think you should ignore China. But I first most certainly think you should look for alternatives, right? Uh, Most analysts laughed off that threat. He can't do that, they said, but what if he can? Uh, President Trump can impose tariffs on Chinese and other imported goods because past Congress allowed presidents to do so under certain conditions. Trump has stretched that power far beyond what Congress intended, and he's getting away with it. Yes, we've heard a few rumbles about legislation to reduce his trade authority, but it's nowhere near passing both houses. And even if Congress passes a law ending Trump's tariff power, Trump can veto it. Overriding his veto requires two thirds vote in the House and the Senate. Unlikely, as long as a few Republicans as few Republicans stick with him. So, as practical a matter, nothing stops Trump from raising tariffs on Chinese goods as high as he wants. He doesn't want to. He doesn't have to stop at twenty percent or thirty percent. He can make a, the tax a hundred. Percent, 500%, 10,000%, whatever he likes He has the power right now, okay Uh, Court challenges may stop him, right Okay, but see this Here's my thing Uh, They don't want to see him putting China in check Most Americans don't know that we really We've lost the pharmaceutical industry 80% of the pharmaceutical industry Is ran out of China Americans are losing jobs, so on that front, let's stay right here, okay. And for Black America, yes, listen here, I, I get everybody. I don't see nobody at the top is not white supremacists, okay. That's a, I don't see nobody at the top is not everybody's a white supremacist, okay. But what I will say on that is that uh, we talk about the lesser of two evils. I don't think there's such a thing, okay. But if we're looking at the world, I do believe in playing uh, playing the game, though, and understanding how to make chess moves. Okay, uh, globalization and for black people, I don't. It's hurt black people in a number of ways. Since we can go back to the eight, we can go back to NAFTA and how NAFTA hurt, was shutting down a lot of uh, 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 places where people worked. Black families work traditionally made a lot of money from it. Okay, uh, shutting down a lot of uh, 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 warehouse. I mean, where uh, was the industry, uh, industrial industry and stuff? Even though we're in the age of technology, okay, but shutting down uh, a lot of things like warehouses and stuff like that—it's uh, hurt. It really hurt uh, black people. A lot of those places moving to China and China working cheaper labor. Okay, so these big companies moved them over. It has it's hurt us in a lot of ways. It's hurt our community in a lot of ways. And a lot of times our community isn't trained in the ways of go to technology and stuff like that. That's why AI is is, is very scary because AI coming, uh, they're saying by 2030, black households could be could be completely broke at zero. Okay, so now I read this, okay, because I'm getting to a point. Now, let me read this next article, okay? It says Trump condemns globalism, touts nationalistic view of foreign affairs at UN, okay? This is an article from this week. You hardly even heard this, okay? You you I've watched been watching some of the media. You hardly heard them talk about it. I had to actually uh uh read uh uh, uh you get this back. Read the read an article on it even know it happened, okay? So let's listen to some of Donald Trump at the UN, okay? Let's take a listen
4: to this. See. If you want freedom, take pride in your country. If you want democracy, hold on to your sovereignty. And if you want peace, love your nation. Wise leaders always put the good of their own people and their own country first. The future does not belong to globalists. The future belongs to patriots. The future belongs to sovereign and independent nations who protect their citizens, respect their neighbors, and honor the differences that make each country special and unique. It is why we in the United States have embarked on an exciting program of national renewal. In everything we do, we are focused on empowering the dreams and aspirations of our citizens.
1: Okay. Now I want you guys to hear that, and I'm gonna read a little bit of this article. And this is from the Washington Post. It says President Trump delivered one of his harshest critiques of globalism here Tuesday at the UN. This is this article was written September 24th and Jerian. It says uh, Tuesday at UN General Assembly, promoting Amer- the America First ethos that has defined his presidencies on issues of defense, trade, and immigration before a body. Built on international cooperation Okay Trump read his Now listen to how they sound They're, They're already criticizing his nationalism Okay Trump read his address in a somber monotone Rarely punctuating words or pausing for emphasis But his message for the 74th session Of the annual gathering of world leaders Was clear as he argued That a view of the world As a global commons Had exerted a religious pull over past leaders at the expense of their own nations, okay? The future does not belong to globalists. The future belongs to patriots. We heard him say that, okay? Uh, and then, you know, they talked about that. Uh, he talked about honoring the difference that make each country unique and special, okay? Trump's speech before the United Nations, a group founded on the principles that multilateral cooperation can stop international conflicts, underscored that his administration sees little bit benefit, in assuming much of its global of the global leadership responsibility embraced by his predecessors, in his 37-minute address, Trump stressed that all nations must take care of themselves first, while adding that the United States would get involved abroad when its own interests were threatened. He also used the platform Tuesday to take a hard line against Iran, as tensions between the two countries escalate following an attack on Saudi on a Saudi oil facility this month. The United States, joined by Britain, France, and Germany this week, has blamed Iran for the attack on the oil facility. And during Tuesday's address, Trump called Iran one of the greatest security threats facing peace-loving nations today. All nations have a duty to act. No responsible government should subsidize Iran's bloodlust, Trump said. As long as Iran's menacing behavior continues, sanctions will not be lifted. They will be tightened. But Trump's reluctance to escalate, escalate the uh, standoff with Tehran into a military confrontation was on display later Tuesday when he teased a potential meeting with the Iranian President Hassan Rouhani, okay, saying that Iran would like to negotiate, but the two sides had not agreed yet. For most of his address, Trump highlighted his national perspective in a multitude of areas, particularly trade and immigration, two issues that helped catapult him into the White House. On immigration, Trump issued a characteristic warning to migrants from Central America making the journey to U.S. uh, Southern border, saying, if you make it here, you will not be allowed in. You will be promptly returned home. His message for those who he claims to advocate open border policies were more stark. Your policies are not just. Your policies are cruel and evil, Trump said. You put your own false sense of virtue before the the lives, well-being, and countless innocent people. When you undermine border security, you are undermining human rights and human dignity. He said the United States has worked with several countries in Central America and highlighted El Salvador, which signed an asylum cooperation agreement last week with the United States in an attempt to defer some of the record numbers of U.S.-bound migrants. Trump is scheduled to meet with the president, Nail Book, on Wednesday, okay? Now, Let me see. Let me, let me, let me, you guys saying, Carlotta, why are you reading this? Okay. And why are we talking about Trump and nationalists versus globalists? Because this is the problem. The Supreme Court justice is important, but for the most part, I do believe domestic policy is not the thing. I think they consider that set. I feel like the argument has always been white supremacy is arguing out the argument of will, will we run the world? Has an as a, as imperialist who uh, have our own sovereignty, but uh, 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 but also we interfere in other nations, or will we do it as a global a global thing? Will we remove borders? Remove. Uh, different things, and everybody gets in. Okay. Uh, I'll just say this, and this is you're gonna hear my bias is clear. I've always said this. Okay. Uh, I am I I do believe in globalism in to certain points. So to, to a certain point, I believe globalism can be good business a lot for business, and when when economies can move outside of the global terrain and and be able when people companies can move outside and create big companies that uh, go across the world and stuff like that. There's nothing wrong with that. But I am a person who believes uh, more into the sovereignty of government. I do believe that governments, should governments work with the UN? Yes, but the UN should not have sovereign control over any government, okay? Humans are different in different parts of the world. Now, there are globalists who would love to remove those differences. They think they're creating utopia. <laughs> uh, I don't even think they think they're creating utopia. I think they think they're making a place to control the making the world a easier place to control because they feel like they have to control the populations. They feel like you as humans can't make decisions. You're irresponsible, and to some point you are. Okay? There's this part in the Bible I love. I oh, don't know. I'm talking about the Bible for a minute, but I'm going to throw it out there, okay? Because the Bible has a lot of lessons. You know, a lot of times people be talking about, you know, if you're talking to me about the Bible, that ain't, you know, such and such. But the Bible has a lot of world and life lessons in it if you read it. I mean, it's like if you if you read the 48 Lions of power, the Bible got that and more in it. <laughs> right? So there's a part in the Bible where the people of Israel are asking for a king. They're saying, we want a king. God, give us a king. And God said, are you sure you want that? I want you to have sovereignty over yourself, govern yourself, but, and let me govern you in a spiritual place. But if you have a king, he's going to charge you taxes. It's going to be hard on you. And they still asked for a king, <laughs> right, because the people didn't believe they could control themselves. Since Nimrod in the Bible, since Alexander the Great, Napoleon, people have dreamed of a one-world government.
2: They've tried it
1: over and over. Hitler, even with a nationalist agenda in his head for Germany, but he was really a globalist. Hitler started to march all over Europe. That's why the United States had to
2: step in. Because Hitler's plan was to conquer the fucking world. <laughs> globalism
1: is not a new idea. And every time it's been conquered, as a matter of fact, globalism is a big evil even in the Bible, okay, for those of you who don't, you know, because a lot of Christian people don't read their Bible. But. Globalism ushers in the what? Spirit of Antichrist. Remember, hey, let's talk about it, okay? Since so we let's have a religious uh, discussion, let's have a spiritual discussion. And my ideas isn't just coming from a spiritual place, okay? I got my, I got, I got rooted from. A, I discovered politics from being curious uh, about uh, how uh, global agendas work with uh, my spiritual beliefs and stuff like that, okay? But it doesn't inf- doesn't inform them all the way. But let's talk about it though, because there's a lot of Christians out here that don't seem to know this, okay? If you ever read the book of Daniel and Revelations, for those of you who don't have them, you don't have to be, you can be post-tribulation, pre-tribulation. It doesn't matter. Okay? <laughs> for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, ignore me, but the Christians do. Okay? Uh, the Christians believe in the Bible. Christians believe, and this is part of, listen, part of the allure of why we keep Israel together is this idea of the Christian ideal, the Christian value system. Okay, The Christians, Christians believe that, There will be an antichrist who will come, and he will have ten nations under him, okay? And he will rule the world. He will be like a boy at first, but then he will turn just fucking evil. And part of the reason people have fought for so many years, first of all, it's just common sense again. let me just, let me finish this out, though. Let's finish this out. He will turn fucking evil, and then he will start to think of himself as God. The Bible says he sets himself up in the temples in Israel and sets a picture of himself, and that's how Israel knows, like, uh-oh, we know we ain't supposed to worship no damn idols.
2: This fool not set a picture of himself
1: up here in this thing. Right, so if you read the story, right, because Israel constantly in the Bible has problems with idols, okay, worshiping, if one thing Israel learned learn, you ain't supposed to worship no false god So when a man comes and sets himself up in the temples where they worship, has hey, God, they're going to be like, whoa, uh-oh, this is the story the Bible tells, okay, I'm giving you guys a story about globalization, okay the Bible is not, is not very happy about globalization. I mean, even God. Remember in the beginning when Nimrod tried to create a global society, Nimrod, the God, says, i got to stop them so they can build this tower to the heavens. I'm going to break them up. I'm going to break up their languages. They will not be as one. If they are, they will be able to do anything, and not in a good way. <laughs> Right, so the Bible doesn't even look at globalization as a very good thing. Okay, how do I see it? And without the informer, uh, in, in with informing without biblical. Okay, and, and the Bible describes. Here's what the Bible says. The Bible is basically a book that says, "Hey, you can't have." No, uh, you don't need to have no globalization until Jesus comes back. He's the only one that can, can, can reign in the country together. That's basically it, okay? That's what the Bible story, okay, for you Christians who did not know. That's why Christians, a lot of times evangelicals are on the more conservative side because they're trying to keep the enterprise out of power. Shit, that's what they're doing, okay? <laughs> okay? Now, for the other, for you regular people out here, just saying, well, globalization without the religious talk, lot what's what's going on with it, okay? What do you think? I actually love people having their own sovereignty. I love nations making their own. No, listen, the price of freedom is going to be wars, disagreements, anger, death. All these ugly things come. But today what are we talking about? Oh, my God, we're talking about collateral beauty. It is a beautiful thing to have your own sovereignty, to have your own ideas, to have your own identity. Even though America talks that shit and sometimes go over and impose their shit on other people, they need to stop that, okay? But yet I do see the beauty of the idea of sovereignty. And, yes, while wow, it's a lot of collateral damage that comes with it, there is a sense of beauty because by the world being different, by everybody having different standards and different things. We have to learn to communicate and learn to like each other in spite of our differences. Now the problem is is if everybody comes together, what we've always seen throughout the world is when one, when you try and governments try to come together, there's always one evil motherfucker that stands up and says, you know what, I want to run all this shit. I want to be in control of all you bitches, and I want to tell you what to do and how to move. That's why we can't have four global. Always a motherfucker that's out here trying to run shit. It's always the Antichrist trying to come along. And he's going to come along, according to the Bible. Okay? It's always somebody trying to show up and run every fucking thing. It's always one country. It's always ten people. It's always five people. Since the beginning of the world, somebody is always trying to run the fucking world or be a good opportunist. And nationalism stands in their way. Now, He's saying, Colorado, what they got to do with Trump? What's it got to do with my conspiracy theory on Trump? And my conspiracy theory about coronavirus. I suspect coronavirus is real, definitely real, and definitely people are getting sick and dying. But I feel like this is not only a spiritual warfare, but it is a bio-warfare that you probably ain't telling us about. They want you to fall to coronavirus. They want you, I believe there are powers that be who get off. There is a fight right now that we can't see between globalism and nationalism. Donald Trump, even though he's a fucking idiot sometimes, and he's a fight supremacist, but so is Joe Biden. Stands in their way. I wouldn't be surprised. Somebody fucking gave the, put the coronavirus uh, through the ventilator system at the White House. Shit, as many people have fallen out of it. I wouldn't be surprised if we have seen, if we are undergoing some sort of bio warfare right now that nobody wants to talk about. But the news, here's the problem, you can't trust these news outlets and shit because they own owned by these big-ass companies and corporations and shit who have, who love the idea of globalism and who love this idea of being the puppet masters. So they run in what you hear, what you read, what you see, what you say. And we've got to be very careful as uh, people to understand and discern that even if you don't like Donald Trump, you got to have an idea and a picture of what's going on behind the scenes. Most Americans don't want to live like China. You don't want to be communist. You don't want anybody telling you what to do. You don't want anybody dragging you out your house when you find out that when you find out there's a disease and they come dragging you out your house and not treating you with any forms of humanity. China's a communist country. It does not have freedoms like you do. You have freedom. You And now I'm not saying you got all the way freedom because they're slowly, slowly, they slowly, slowly chipping away at it. And black people we know living in this country, we have never we have been fighting for democracy but not really gotten it like our white counterparts. We get that. But the idealism that exists in America does not exist anywhere else. The world tries to emulate it, but it's not in, it exist into anywhere else. The ideals of freedom calls. Give me liberty or give me death. My own ancestors who were coming over here on slave ships? Some of them jumped off the boat. There's this great book called "To Be a Slave" that talks about the 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 the, uh, the ideas of what happened in slavery from a slaves from slaves point of view, where they talked to slaves. Some of them were jumping off boats because the idea of being not free, they rather die. So you've got all this freedom in America. You got all the things we can talk shit, we can talk up against our government. We can call them white supremacists if we want to. We can criticize them, we can come up against them, even though it's getting harder to do that, but we can do that. We do have a point of grievance, a point of petition. And with that comes some real shit. A lot of bureaucracy. A lot of fighting back and forth, but at least you get to fight. In China ain't going to be that shit, okay? So I just implore y'all today to think about it, okay? I'm not saying go vote for Trump. I ain't voting for Trump's ass. I'm just saying understand where the world is going and what the fight is. Because you sitting up here, y'all fighting about your little, will. Trump is saying racist stuff. Trump is sticking It ain't even about none of that. All of them racist. What you're fighting now, this is a they on a different front. These people are fighting about it's a globalist versus nationalist agenda. And you better see it from an ego eye standpoint, especially if you black in America. If you ate off, you really need to see it. Or FBA or whatever the shit y'all calling y'all self shit. <sighs> Let's talk about the for a minute. The the what was it? The debates titty debates, okay? Listen, here's what I'll say to the Democrats about Joe Biden. you got to let him go. This is why Joe Biden is looking like he is sitting, Joe Biden is looking like a sitting duck, because Joe Biden is a lot like Donald Trump, okay? Joe Biden, all the years they used to keep him controlled under Obama, like, oh, Joe, please don't let Joe say nothing, because Joe runs off at the mouth. That's why we're seeing a... A feeble, weak Joe Biden Because they're trying to fucking control Joe Biden They are scared that Joe Biden Is going to say the wrong fucking thing They are so scared That they got Joe so controlled Joe's scared to make any moves He's not I don't believe he's a a senile or anything I think Joe is being controlled And really the only... To me, listen. If, you get, if they ever have a debate again, the only way Joe's gonna be able to win a debate with against Donald Trump is to let Joe be himself. I mean, they're they gonna have all it'd be all sorts of gas being said <laughs> between him and Donald Trump, right? But at least you'll get a picture of him. But controlling him makes him look weak and feeble, okay? And it made Donald Trump look like a big ass bully. It was a sad debate because partly, not because Donald Trump was such a bully. I Man, I know people like to see that because they shape that for you. The moderator helped to shape it. The moderator kept coming in, Mr. President, Mr. President, if you, Mr. President, because he was shaping how you
2: your thought.
1: A lot of people don't see that, I, and I don't expect them to. Y'all, right now, he was interrupted, but that's because the moderator kept putting it in your mind especially him, and Donald Trump is a more forceful, assertive person right now than Joe Biden, and they want to bring that out. Joe Biden is very assertive and very forceful. If you've ever uh, listened to Joe Biden over the years in government, which I have, Joe Biden is – I have not seen Joe Biden this weak and feeble ever, and that's because they're trying – he's said a number of gaffes already, they don't when he, Joe gets to going, he gets to all be all over the place. So the Democrats feel like they have to control him, but it's gonna it, it's gonna hurt them when they get up for debates, and it's gonna even hurt Donald Trump to debate him because he's gonna always look like the weaker vessel. But it's also gonna hurt them, the Democrats, because people are looking at Joe like, hmm, is he all right? Is he woke? Oh shit, he's gonna fall asleep. No, it's really not that It's because they're trying to control Joe Biden And they don't want you to really know Who the real fucking Joe Biden is, okay Because then you know Like, damn, it really is bad We really don't have no choices (laughs) Oh, I love America (laughs) Oh, quite the mess Quite the mess, okay Messy and all, right Oh my goodness, when I come back? That's it for the debate. That's all I got to say about the debate, okay? Oh, and then I want to tell y'all there's this wonderful article in Business Insider. Please check it out. I'm going to read it. I haven't even read all of it, but it looks really good. It's talking about is it time for the U.S. to pay reparations to black Americans? And cash is only a start. Run me my check. But as they say reparations for slavery are long overdue. In the U.S., the federal government has paid reparations to other groups, including Japanese Americans, but never descendants of the formerly enslaved. In addition to cash payments, reparations could include tuition remission. Oh, Jesus. Student loan forgiveness. Hallelujah. I hear that. Yes, Lord. (laughs) Down payment and housing restoration grants. And small business grants. Listen here, run us our checks, all of it, all of it. Oh, y'all owe us a lot of money. All over, and it has to be for a couple of maybe two to three generations to correct the error, okay, and allow for for competition. Cause not to, we ain't even got to Jim Crow, and 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 and, and, and racism. There is some movement, bills have been put forth in Congress, and states have developed their own plans for reparations. It's time for a nationwide plan. And it won't start with H.R. 40. It should not be ran by Sheila Jackson Lee. Sheila Jackson Lee is you got the Jamaican descendants. Uh, no, we need ABOS people who are not going to sell us down the river with something like H.R. 40. I don't know what the fuck that is, okay? All right, so, and I, 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 just, I, I really believe. Even though I really like, I like Ty. I listen to everybody. I like Jason Black. I like Tyreek. I don't believe it and nobody has the authority. Like the uh, some people do have the right answers, okay? But I, I, but I really believe who has the data and who has the really great information on this. Even though I don't agree with uh, all of they what they say. Uh, is Yvette Antonio? Antonio? Antoni, Antonia. I really think they've really worked hard on this, Yvette Yvette Carnell and Antonio Moore, and it's not fair to have any kind of discussion about reparations while ignoring them. Because if it wasn't for them, it hasn't been any of these people like Roland Martin, Angela Rye, and all these people you see in fronts put up by the Democratic Party, none of them were talking reparations. It's been this grassroots movement, ADOS who's been fucking pushing the limit. And then at one time, you know, they had Tariq Nashi talking about it. Tariq has talked about it. Jason Black has talked about it. But it's really Antonio and, and Dr. Watkins. But it's really been eventing Antonio who have pushed the narrative and have pushed uh, the, uh, the articles. They've come with the receipts. They got the receipts, child. Okay, and they over there every week on the event show. Even if I disagree with it or agree with it, event is over there every week giving us uh, tutorials and lessons about ADOS and, and and where we're at in America. And damn it, she's doing a damn good job. Okay, and so is Antonio Moore. Okay, I may disagree some, with some things slightly, but uh, I appreciate the information and the work they're doing. I, I you can't have a discussion about reparations without involving those two. It, it, it's it's pe- other than if you when you see other people they're taking uh they're taking uh the groundwork for what people like them have done. And I and it's not to like Tyreek and them because Tyreek and them essentially even though they all arguing with each other, Tyreek and them did help that by you know because people a lot of people respect Tyreek. A lot of people respect uh uh, Doctor Watkins, a lot of people, even if they have disagreements among themselves, a lot of people respect Jason Black and, and people getting them getting involved and pushing the narrative helped that to go along too. But ADOS in my opinion has had the most fully formed narrative. And they've done the work. Okay? And it's not an organization, it's really who we are. We American descendants of slaves. I mean it is what it is. Okay? So uh yeah. So I love that article, Business Insider, check that out. And uh, read uh, that, you guys. Okay, so you know it's time for a break, but when we come back, y'all, what we got to discuss up in these streets? Okay, we got rid of, We got to talk about the we talk. Oh, we got to talk about the false positives in COVID. I want to make sure I hit that article. Okay we to talk about Ananda Lewis this week uh, She came out and said she's facing uh, stage 3 breast cancer So we're going to talk about that uh, The death of the movie theater child These uh, people in Hollywood begging Congress to step in and do something Because the movie industry getting hit like hell, okay And then Meghan Markle and Prince Harry Out here calling for a stop to racism uh structural racism, okay I wonder how that works with the Queen, okay Uh, and then, uh, we're gonna talk about John Legend, Chrissy Teigen, losing, uh, their baby We got so much to talk about, uh, just so, it's a lot of stuff It's a lot, it's a lot, I hope I get through it all Y'all know I'll be getting to talking about one thing i be, I may have to do a part two, okay I may have to do a part two But meanwhile, let's get to some good music, okay yeah, take a break. Uh let's see what do we need to hear right now? Oh, I love this one. Oh, this is my song by Janet, okay?
0: Love. It's the CC show. I'll be back in a moment, y'all. <laughs> we Know, I had to step up, step up Read it up, cup the taste, go in for first grade Before the mother cats try to get ya, get ya Movin' them hips, killing me with every tip, girl You about to get a tip, do it, now. But what's that go down as you turn me down But this time around, i got right you Hey, how you doin'? Oh, baby, what getting I'm with you gettin' from too? I don't mm-hmm. know what your name is, I Who you gave it But. I ain't the famous girl, I ain't leaving without you. I got the next round, my TV a goose now Tell me what's up, what's up Conversation. my eyes is having with your eyes. Don't get me out of line, they better shut up, shut up You're moving on the hips, killing me with every tip, girl You about to get a tip, do it now The worst that goes down is you turn me down You're feeling your voice now, so I doubt it, short Hey, how you doing? Baby, what you getting into? I don't know what your name is or who you came with I ain't leaving without you I never seen nothing like you. Cause the body that shapes is your will claim the pain. And girl, I ain't leaving without you. No. I want your body. Your body. Hey. 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 I want your body. Your body. Your body. Your body. Your body. Your body what you love, love to get to know you better. Let's go somewhere, anywhere. I don't care, long as we, we can ride together. One more tip, what you lips, we can dip. I slip that tip to violate. Yours are full halogen, yep, yep, She modeling. I just have to say, hey, hey. without you Hey baby, what's that in your cup? You need to let me fill that up You know I'm trying to see what's up I ain't with you. you Hey, hey girl, and I ain't you thinking doing about me? your man? He should have held you by the hand Cause I'm your number
1: No, i got caught. I'm eating some chips. I not know how I'm doing this show. If y'all are uh, new to this show, y'all, it's a messy show. I be drinking and eating on the second part. <laughs> it, is, it is what it is. So if I'm questioning y'all here, y'all have to excuse me, okay? Mm. So we got to start talking about this uh, news, about what's going on uh, out here in the streets. uh where was, he, where was I at? What was I going to talk to y'all about?
2: Uh, I had it up. Do I have it?
1: Are we talking to Lewis first? All okay, right, let's talk about how many COVID diagnoses. I wanted to, try to, uh, I wanted to read y'all some of this. It says, uh, the issue of false positives and uh, incorrect diagnostic tests for COVID-19 has become acutely relevant and timely with the intention-grabbing developments yesterday in coronavirus pandemic. And this is from uh, uh, the Manila Times, okay? Uh, And it's an opinion piece. They're saying, first, there is a report from the U.S. that President Donald Trump and First Lady Melania Trump have tested positive for COVID-19. Both have consequently gone into self-quarantine at a critical time in the campaign for the U.S. presidential election on November 3rd. Second, the Johns Hopkins University Coronavirus Resource Center records in, in its latest uh, count of COVID-19 cases around the world that the Philippines has joined the list of the top 20 countries with the most number of COVID cases, with 314,000 cases. And Johns Hopkins' list, the Philippines overtook Pakistan, which fell into the 21st spot with 312 Uh, Cases. At the 19th spot is Italy with 314 cases. There's a considerable debate among among scientists and health professionals on the accuracy of the current testing of suspected COVID cases. There's also a divergence of opinion when a patient becomes a case and what it means. I have received many letters and comments uh, on my column of September 29th, second wave based on false positives and pandemic. False positives, positive, pandemic is over. Wherein I reported that the former chief science officer of the pharmaceutical giant uh, Pfizer contends that the false positive results from uh, from inherently unreliable COVID tests are being used to manufacture a second wave based on new cases. Okay, y'all hear that? hmm Dr. Michael Yeevin said that his name said that half of – uh, Dr. Me- Dr. Michael Yeating that that's his name said the half or even almost all of tests for covid are false positive. Some readers have shared with me other vital vital articles by scientists on false positive issues. Some readers have shared uh, I mean I want to do a follow up today on the subject by polishing this two part series focusing on two major articles. First an explanation uh, expert uh, explanatory article by Professor Carl Hinger, H- Hennigan Director of Oxford Center for Evidence based on Medicine titled How Many COVID Diagnoses of False Positives Second a follow up by Dr. Yeaton titled uh, The Deadly Danger of False Positives Test, test, test said the world COVID tests are tricky okay he said test, test, test said the world organization who and globally that's what everyone did Tests have detected more than 14 million cases of SARS COVID-2 so far. The thinking goes, turn up, uh, turn up, have your test, and if positive, you must have the disease. But that's far from the truth. When virus levels in the population are very low, the chances of, tests, of a test accurately detecting COVID-19 could even be less than 50% for reasons that are not widely understood. There are two issues about tests to get your head around. The first is, and this is what I, and I get mad at people. Let me stop here. I get so fucking mad, and for you, those of you who listen to my show, and for hey, for for, for the saints, I'm sorry I cuss, but you know I express my passion sometimes. Okay, I be trying to stop. I'm trying. You know, it was a time I used to didn't cuss at all. Okay, but the world made me cuss today. Pray for me, saints. Pray for. me. But you, for you people out here, that's out here who. Tell me, write me and stuff on my show, write me on my messages, and time I cry
2: louder. You can't do this, you can't do this, 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 everybody, COVID, 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 COVID. And I've been saying to you, I say,
1: look at this article, read this article, read this, is and that, and y'all don't read it and still be writing me about the same shit. I'm tired of y'all. Don't do it no more. Don't do it. I'm sitting up here reading this man's article right here, okay? Who has facts in his article, okay? The two and I'm gonna post this on the Colorado chat with a Facebook page if you have not read this full article, don't come to me or half of it at least to get the least you can get an understanding of what's going on okay the uh it says um he said there are two uh, said there are two issues about tests to get your head around the first is sensitivity of the test, the proportion of people who test positive out of the population who have this virus. The second measure specific 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 specificity is about the proportion of people who test negative out of the population who should have tested negative. Finding out the actual values of these two measures is tricky. The Office for National Statistics, ONS, admits they do not know the true sensitivity and specificity. Y'all know what I'm saying.
2: Specificity. I can't say that word today.
1: Uh, specificity. I can't say it okay uh the te- of the test because covid nineteen is a new virus. Estimates suggest that roughly eighty percent of infected people will have a positive test, okay the sensitivity based on the latest data specific that's specificity,
2: damn it, I
1: said <laughs> you keep having that damn word in this article, maybe as high as ninety nine point nine percent for those who test negative, okay. I think that's a bit high, but let's run with it for now. To unravel the confusion, let's think about what happens when the virus level is low, which it is in Britain at the moment. The latest ONS estimate is that about 1 in 2,300 people had the virus at any point between July 6th and 12th. Okay, good. But for the ease of calculation, let's imagine the real infection level is higher than that 1 in one in 1,000 of us. Have the virus are 0.1%. And let's imagine again that in the scenario, 10,000 random people go for COVID 19, go for a COVID 19 test. With the infection level at 0.1%, just 10 people will have SARS CoV 2 and 9,090 will not. Of the 10 who turn up with the infection, 80% will test positive, meaning eight people will be correctly identified while two will walk away with a false negative, okay? And of 9,900 if not infected, all but 10 will be correctly diagnosed as negative. Hence the success rate of 99.9% The specificity, Uh, but but 10 will be told they have COVID-19 when in fact they don't. This leaves us with 18 positive tests. Eight from people who generally have the virus, and ten who did not. 18 out of 44 at 18, only eight out of 18. 44% of the infections are real. This that's where the chance of accurately detecting disease being less than 50% come from. Okay. So the problems of this test exist on a global level. This is all over the world. That's why I hate CNN with their fucking death tickets. They, they irritate me because those numbers are not solid. Those are not solid
2: numbers. You're they're getting, they're getting people who are testing positive who may, in fact, be negative and never have a symptom, and they never probably ever had it. You see the problem we're having this disease? But we've got the press
1: pushing, 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 pushing narratives. There's so many fucking narratives in push because everybody's got some sort of agenda. Oh, it's the worst time for a pandemic. I wanted to read that to y'all because I wanted y'all to understand what we're dealing with out in these streets. If you want to read the full article, I'm going to put this on the Carlotta Chatwood page, okay? And you guys can go to uh, msnnews.com. It's called How Many COVID uh, Diagnoses Are False positive. It's a great article. Read it. It's an opinion piece but he puts in a lot of facts in the opinion piece. And uh, read about this. This is a very... It's a very good article to help you understand what we're dealing with when we talk about COVID nineteen. Okay, so I'm getting ready to. Um, I'm gonna put this in the, in the in the in the chat room. I'm gonna put it right now, on the on the Carlotta chat with uh, page, so I won't forget, guys. So I'm doing this in the middle of the show because I know sometimes I say Carlotta, you didn't put that up for us, okay? So, okay, so I'm gonna put this up here get it here.
4: So you're going to have some
1: silence for a minute. Okay, so I put it up enough for you guys uh, to get, I mean, to read it and hit the link, okay? I don't know if I already have it up. I thought I may have already had it up. But just in case I didn't, I reposted it, and if I don't, I'll re-erase it later. You guys, are But it's up there, okay? I wanted you guys to read this because a lot of you people are panicking, but you better make sure your test is right first, okay? I just wanted to put that out here in these streets, all right? Let's talk about Ananda Lewis real quick. Ananda Lewis reveals battle with stage three breast cancer. Regrets not getting a mammogram sooner. For me, it's important to come to you and admit where I went wrong with this because it could help you or someone you know, say Lewis. I had to do this this year. I I mean, I would do it every year, but I had to go get a mammogram. I hadn't had a mammogram done like a year and a half or so. So, you know, I was a little nerve wreck going there, but it's important to do it. You know, I even got to have a colonoscopy done, you know, and it's like it's, it's nerve wrecking. You know, you need to have those things. Especially as you get older and stuff like that to see what's going on your, in your body, you know what I'm saying, and to help you uh, fight off diseases and stuff like that. But uh, this is an article from Essence.com. It says, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and TV host and personality Amanda Lewis revealed she has been battling stage three breast cancer for the last two years. Now she's sharing her story and some of the mistakes she felt she made have a cautionary tale for other women. Lewis47 shared the news in a video message on Instagram yesterday. She began with an apology to any of her friends and family members who might be hurt over the fact she chosen not to speak about her diagnosis publicly first. Uh, I mean, she cho- she's over the fact she's chosen to speak about her diagnosis publicly first. For a really long time, I've refused mammograms. That was a mistake, said Lewis, the former uh, host of BET's Team Summit and Ananda Lewis Show. I watched my mom get mammograms 30 years, and at, the, and, and at the end of that, she had breast cancer. And I said, huh, radiation exposure exposure for years equals breast cancer. Yeah, I'm going to pass. Thanks anyway, okay? Uh, although Louis stands by her belief that too much radiation can cause cancer, she does want women to understand that mammograms are still one of the most powerful tools they have in early detection. And she wishes she had gotten one sooner because Lewis waited. She had to have two uh, uh, I think, emission tomography, PET scans done, which subject her body to more radiation than annual preventive uh, mammograms would have. If I had uh, done the mammograms from the time they were recommended when I turned 40, they would have caught the tumor in my breast years before. I caught it through my own breast exams, self-exams, and thermography. Lewis said, and they would have caught it at a place where it was more manageable, where the treatment of it would have been a little easier. It's never easier, but I I use the word in comparison to what I'm going through now. Instead, what I'm dealing with is stage 3 breast cancer that is in my lymph. I need you to get your mammograms, okay? Lewis chose an alternative treatment route after her diagnosis. I've been doing 100% alternative and national, natural protocols and treatments, and I have helped this particular condition not spread like wildfire through my body, Lewis said, while pausing to fight bacteria. That's good news, but it's not gone, and I still have a lot of work to do, and I wish I could go back. Lewis promised her fans that she isn't giving up and she won't let Breast cancer, chill or joy. I have a nine-year-old I need to be here for, she said. I have no intention on leaving him. I don't want to leave any of my uh, any of my kids. I don't want to leave my friends or family. Hell, I don't want to leave myself. I like being here. So listen, this is not how it was supposed to go, but I'm going to keep it real with you like I always uh, do. Lewis has made a special request for anyone watching. I need you to share this with women in your life who may be stubborn as I was about mammograms. I need you to tell them that they have to do it. Listen, I get it. I, I, you know, I get this, uh, 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 what she, I mean, I understand about being stubborn about stuff like that. You definitely have to go use mammograms. Uh, I'm stubborn to the point where I just, you know, sometimes I ignore shit, but you gotta get, you have to get things done. You know, um, it's very important to keep up your health. Okay. And to, um, and to go to the doctor and, yeah, ask questions and, and, you know, and make decisions and stuff like informed decisions for treatments and and things that you feel you need to be done. But definitely do so. I mean, you know, it's very important because, you know, not breast cancer, but cancer runs into my my family. So even with colonoscopies with me, I, I have to even have them, you know, done. I'm even running late on one right now. So it's important to have, that stuff done, especially when it's in your genetic background and your, fam- or your family may have had some issues with it and things like that. It's important. The earlier they catch it, the better uh, in a position you are to survive it, okay? So definitely shout out to Ananda. I love Ananda Lewis for, you know, uh, coming uh, and, I mean, coming forward and telling people that she may save a lot of women's lives by doing that, okay? So, and it's such a private battle, you know what I'm saying? Sickness is such a especially when you're famous and you have to deal with people knowing you sick, and you know people got energy and shit you know y'all y'all do shit I got a lot of energy and you gotta you got she gotta feel the good, the bad, and the negative, so it's a lot of to me it takes a lot of heart for famous people to come out and share with when they're going through something like that because they gotta hear the good, the bad, and the ugly as far as energy wise And so to be able to come out because you care about other people and to share that and say, you know, hey, this is something that I didn't do, and to encourage and inspire other people, that's dope to me. So shout-out to her, okay? Uh, Let's go. Let's talk about Chrissy Teigen this week, okay? Okay. Uh, Prince Chrissy Teigen and John Legend they lost their they they miscarried mourns loss of a baby after pregnancy complications. This is from uh, York dot com. They're saying Chrissy Teigen, John Legend. Uh, uh oh, I read that part. No, they said let's what are they saying here? Um, guys here. Hold on. Lost my place here. It's saying, Chrissy Teigen has suffered a pregnancy loss following a recent hospitalization for excessive bleeding. The cookbook author shares the news on social media, writing, we are shocked at the kind of deep pain you only hear about, the kind of pain we've never felt before. We were never able to stop the bleeding and give our baby the fluids he needed, despite bags and bags of blood transfusion. It just wasn't enough. We never decide on our baby's name until the last possible no- moment after they're born, just before we leave the hospital, for some reason, we had started to call this little guy in my belly Jack. So he will always be Jack to us. Jack worked so hard to be a part of our little family, and he will be forever, her statement continued. To our Jack, I'm sorry that the first few moments of your life were met with so many complications that we couldn't give you the home you needed to survive. We will always love you, okay? Uh. Okay, so listen, she went on to uh, share, like, The process of, you know, them holding the baby uh, who was deceased, Uh, she shared pictures of that. Uh, She also shared pictures of her, you know, on the side of the hospital crying, you know, bed crying. She shared pictures of John Legend and her. Uh, She also shared pictures of her mama. Uh, I think her mama shared pictures of her holding the baby uh, and all kind of stuff.
4: Um, And a lot
1: of people on social media You know, and and listen, I hate to speak on something like this because, you know, listen, a lot of times we do not see, again, we're talking about collateral beauty, aren't we, again, okay? You know, sometimes we don't get to see, uh, like I talked about in the movie, Collateral Damage, you know, she said, who are you losing? And uh, the person says, well, my daughter, she says, don't forget to uh, remember to, to, to observe the collateral beauty of it all. Well, um, you know, a lot of people were disturbed that John Legend and Chrissy
3: Teigen,
1: um opened up their life right after um, losing their baby and shared these pictures on social media and stuff like that. People were like, oh, why are you doing that? And all that stuff like that. And a lot of people were critical. Um, and I'll say I understand that side. And then, but, but also, I understand them too. Uh, um, and maybe they're observing the collateral beauty of it all. Maybe Christy Teigen and, and, and John in their own way is saying this is what the other side of life looks like. This is what the other side of, like, you know, when you have the, maybe the photographer, people say, why do the photographer right there? <laughs> you know, people, well, people the and that's not, I'm not laughing at the situation. I'm just laughing at people's response. But uh, people might be, you know, people are saying, you know, uh, people might not realize the, co- the, the they may have had photographers there because uh, they were expecting a baby to be there and be alive or whatever, and that didn't happen, okay? And instead uh, they showed with you the collateral beauty and damage of losing, losing a child, and that's not something we're used to seeing, okay? Okay. Um, Prayers uh, for Christy Teigen and John Legend, very, very sad. Um, it's always sad when you lose, like, that's their baby. You know what I'm saying? No matter, even if you didn't have a chance to live it out, the hopes and the dreams and the promises that you have for this kid, and, you, you know, you holding it in your own heartbreaking, you know? But at the same time, I'm getting ready to say the other part, okay? Okay? I, and I like me from Christy Tees and John, not so much. You know, I'd be John be irritating. Me, okay, but I like Christy. Okay, but I I still prayers for them because I know that's hard. And I, I I don't think they meant to do anything. I'm I don't think they meant to do anything wrong. I think they were just, you know, sharing that part. Did I think it was strange when I first saw it? Yes, because we're not used to seeing anything like that.
0: Uh.
1: Personally, I've never experienced like anything like that, but I don't know how I was yet. But, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I think things are too soon. Like maybe I could understand if, if she has she shared it a couple of months down the line or two to three months down the line. It was just so shocking that it was right after. But I don't know what process that she needs to go through and he needs to go through to grieve that loss, right? So it's so hard to criticize people in the midst of it, even if I think it's strange, okay? But, uh, you know, I don't want to stay stuck on this too long. I just want to say prayers for them because I know that hurts. And, uh, you know, very sad, okay? But it's still beauty in the fact that they, a a collateral sense of beauty that they shared that because you don't get so many women go through that every year. And uh, you People never talk about it that much, right? But she decided. They, her and him, decided to face it and share with you that moment, okay? And maybe that will help somebody who has been through uh, something like that, okay?
4: Uh,
1: all right, all right. All Hi, right. okay. Let's go. Film, uh, film, top filmmakers. Warren. Congress uh, that movie theaters face extension, okay? Cause y'all asses staying home, y'all scared of corona out here in these streets. Corona, corona, corona got the movie theaters in chaos. Okay, so this is according to Hollywood Reporter. It says cinemas are a central industry that uh, represents the best of American talent and create that like, and creativity has to offer. But now we fear for for their future. Read the letter sent to Capitol Hill lawmakers asking for additional pandemic relief. Dozens of influential filmmakers on Wednesday joined on the National Association of Theater Owners and the Directors Guild of America and the Motion Picture Association in urging Congress to provide assistance to struggling theater owners impacted by the ongoing COVID-19 crisis. Together, they want they warned that many cinemas may not otherwise survive. The vast majority of exhibition companies um, our right, 93% weather losses of 75% in the second quarter of 2020 after moviegoers came to an unprecedented stop in mid-March. While more than half of the theaters are now reopened, Hollywood continues to delay its major fall releases out of concern that many movie moviegoers aren't ready to return. As this trend continues, NATO is warning that 69% of small at mid-sized movie theaters will be forced to file bankruptcy, our coach permanently. while 66% of the theater jobs will be lost. I'm extraordinarily grateful for the unprecedented support from our industry partners and the talented and concerned members of the movie industry creative community. NATO President CEO John Fisselin said in a statement, the value of their recognition of the unique importance of the movie theaters into our communities, cultures, and economies, and the support before Congress of the unique needs of the movie theater in this pandemic cannot be underestimated, okay? And they said the letter was addressed to Republican Senator Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, uh, the Democratic House uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and Democratic Leader Chuck Schumer, and House Republican Leader Kevin McCartney asked the Capitol Hill lawmakers to work a, in a bipartisan fashion to redirect the unallocated funds CARES Act or authorize new assistance programs for those businesses that have suffered for the the steepest revenue drop as a result of COVID nineteen. Woo, the government asked to print out a lot of money they ain't got child. Okay, let's talk about this. This is going to reshape uh, the movies. I don't think the theater, movie theaters have ever seen something like this, probably. Uh, uh, you know, uh, and it's going to reshape Hollywood in a lot of ways, uh, for good and for bad, okay? Uh, I mean, you don't want the movie theaters to shut down, right? I, and people say, well, you can run through your home. Mm, and the movie industry was having a bit of a problem before COVID even started, you know, for some years. So this is very interesting. This is We, we got to keep tabs on how Hollywood is going to deal with this, okay? And the movie theater is, a, is one of the main functioning veins that feeds uh, Hollywood. Okay, so uh this is interesting, and it, it it could it could help some of Hollywood's recovery, you know what I'm saying. So very interesting, and them coming to the lawmakers and to see uh, if they will intervene in helping uh, these these movie complexes. But I thought it was an interesting thing to see what has been happening in our economy, and we haven't even really begun to see the what what how damaged that shutdown. Has hurt that we ain't seen it. We, I don't think we, I it, we just have not begun to be, be, to even see the amount of damage that could have been done, okay? So, very interesting there, okay? So, when I come back, you're gonna take a break, but when I come back, yeah, talk about Essence Magazine, child, okay? Essence Magazine out here in these streets by the furlough people, and people, talking about they ain't got no money to pay people allegedly. Like if you working at Essence next week, you might not get no check. You won't be working for
0: free. Mhm. Mhm.
1: The cracks are showing, child. The cracks are showing. You wanna talk about Meghan Markle and Harry up here trying to stop racism, child? And uh, 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 Alicia Keys gets her ass handed to her from Jaguar, right, child? Mm-mm-mm. I might have to have a part two because I ain't going to get through all this in 46 minutes. I tell y'all I ain't going to get through all of it. We are going to have to have a part two show, okay? All right, so uh, meanwhile, we're going to go on break for a minute. Let's listen to, I thought I had, you know, this would at least be the, this be the waste of time right here.
2: <laughs> Me trying to find y'all a son.
1: <laughs> Always a hot mess, okay? All right, let's start off with Lottery Kill. It's the CC show. I'll be back in a moment, y'all. My, I took my grandma to see because my grandma loved Ruben Sutter, right? My grandma loved Ruben, okay? So for her Mother's Day, I took her to see Ruben and Kim. I mean, listen here. We was like in the second row. My grandma danced the whole damn
2: <laughs> My My grandpa was like, you know
3: what?
2: <laughs> oh, you. It was so messed up. She got it was say it was she 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 kicked it so much the right, next day
1: she was she was kinda sickly when she was cooking dinner. It was funny, but it was. I mean Kim, Kim, my grandma loved her Kim, okay? This is her first time I ever seeing Kim. It was years ago. She was like, Oh
2: my goodness She almost like Kim better and Ruben
1: <laughs> But Kim is dope, okay? Every time I see Kim at Conference, I'ma tell y'all. That boy bad. That boy is bad. Now, Maxwell, I heard Maxwell had showed up, did in Atlanta. He did a show with Kim. Now, one of the drivers, because she was telling me, you know, she was telling me when, the, when I was in Atlanta last, one of the uh, Uber drivers was telling me about it. She was talking about Kim's girl. Kim was bomb. He almost wore Maxwell's ass out. You know, she, she was saying he was good. Maxwell, you ain't gone to tour with Kim. That's gonna be that'll sell out. You need to do Kim. He he's a you know, he always tends to we'll Maxwell go with. Maxwell always goes with like well, he's been the last couple of years, like he went
2: with what was the girl? The girl from Floyd Tree.
1: I liked her, but don't you like I miss like I liked him and Mary Jay together. I love that, You know, Mary Jay was wearing his ass out. I liked <laughs> I liked it. I liked them together. I also uh but I also like I would love to see Maxwell like on like a like a four, like a couple. Can I get three to four acts? Can I get three to four more? That'd be dope. I know me and my girlfriend, we've been talking about going to this uh soul fest what is the soul fest they have in uh Cancun is this, is this is that where it's at? I, I don't know. My girlfriend's been calling on and Colin, I mean, stuff like that. We've been talking about it, and it's gonna be a lot of artists. I like shows like that, though. I love shows where I can see a lot of artists for my money. I really do. I, I, I like that, you know. So we've been talking about doing a girls trip there, and they trying to do that for me, so I won't wear them out.
2: <laughs> about another Maxwell show, they like.
1: Damn it! We get to see people.
2: We like to see it. We don't have. We don't have to. We do we, we want you to say a damn thing about Maxwell. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, how do you, y'all think I'm getting ready to come at y'all for a Maxwell show already? It's, Corona's out here. I they-
1: they- they keep getting ready. It's the, they, like, one of my friends said, that the Atlanta show wasn't canceled, he was going to try it. <laughs> I was thinking about doing this in 2021, it's like in April, and they have, like, a whole lot of acts, right? And it looks like it'd be fun. It may be fun, so we think, we've been thinking about doing that, Okay. That would be fun, okay? But I would like to see him with three to four, like a 90s type of thing. Like, he, they had New York, I think, in, like, in February, the show he was on. They had a whole bunch of people, like, a lot of different people, like, Jagged I don't know. I can take some of these jackets. but They had, like, Envo and some other people. Oh, Carl Thomas. Was it? it was really, it was like a good show. And I was going to go to New York for that. Good thing I didn't. I ended up going to the Chief Parade, I think, a week or so before, so I decided not to go to New York for that. But, Listen. I, y'all know I'm a true, I'm a true blue Maxwell fan, right? So, but yeah, but Kim, Kim, they say you know I like to see Kim go on tour with Maxwell. I think that would be really good, and I love the idea of Raphael Sadique. Raphael, I saw Raphael Sadique open up for Maxwell in Vegas, and that was a really good show. I really love that. Okay, all right, so we are back on the C C show. Okay, how are we talking about on these streets? Okay, Let's try to go with first? S magazine's ass. It's so like I would S's ass out here you get furlonged
0: people. <laughs>
4: that yeah,
1: that S's ass didn't happen.
0: Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's showing the crooks.
1: It says, Essence Magazine furlough staffers will pay salaries for one week, okay? We are confident that the actions we are taking now will help that Essence is here to thrive for another 30-plus years as an independent black-owned media business company, says, okay? Now, they furlough, and that's what it is. They, they, if you're working there, you're going to get paid another week. I mismatch, I mismatch said that. What they doing is they're furloughing people, and only going to give them a week's pay. Listen here, listen here I'm telling black people The magazine it, it, it is the branding And that festival that keeps that fucking magazine going I believe that in my theory, okay Essence magazine announced on Tuesday It was in the number of staffers And paying their salaries through the end of this week It is unclear the number of staffers Are in what departments they work Now, remember, Essence was already having problems, okay we we already read about alleged sexual harassment, allegedly Rich Leloup, What is his name? Shit, whatever his name, Leloup. Damn it, I forgot his name. Rich
2: Leloup.
1: Y'all know who I'm talking about. The owner, Essence allegedly hired his wife as the head of human resources and shit. I had I gave her a whole big speech on it. Okay, just a hot ass mess. Okay, over at Essence and which I'm offended. Because Essence Magazine has been my shit for a number of years, okay? So, except when Susan left out the building, I was just like, damn it, I can't, I can't take it no more. I,
4: can, I, can't,
1: I continue to go to the festival, but the magazine, I used to just, because I would get the magazine for free. Because, you know, they give you a free subscription when you buy it to the festival. But the
2: shit, I, I hardly read it. The shit was so terrible. I was like, what the fuck is this? At least with Susan there, there was a level of decency still.
1: Damn it, I don't understand how, I don't understand how, how, what's her name? What's the chick name? What, what? I got her shoes, Anna Winter. Anna Winter has to still run both, but Susan Taylor can't still be over Essence. Where the hell is this at? Somebody get me Susan on the line. And the new owners. In a press release. On the Essence website, the company said it notified the impacted staffers on Tuesday and will pay everyone impacted throughout this week and will cover the medical benefits premiums throughout the furlough. Okay?
0: Mm-mm-mm.
1: The company added that it expects the furlough to last us than six months. After a thorough analysis of our business and its financial position and carefully exploring all options, for continued vi- vi- viability, we have made a very difficult decision to implement temporary measures to account for the ongoing significant negative impact of the pandemic, including for our own. The company said, while the business was able to prevent taking such measures during the initial onset of the pandemic via significant personal investments from ownerships along with limited PPP funds, the prolonged situation and unforeseeable business now requires us to take an additional. Uh, take additional action to ensure the long-term sustainability of Essence communication. Essence is just the latest media company forced to implement cuts as a result of COVID-19. BuzzFeed, Condé Nast went through rounds of cuts earlier this year. This is not a surprise. Essence is is probably going the way of everything in all of their children. Okay. I just really failed to make the time. Can we say that? I, I'm going to tell you it did. You know, the only thing that saved it was Susan and the, uh, 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 for a long time and, uh, and, uh, the Essence And then Susan left, allegedly forced out. Some people see me. She said she went for a mentor. What some people cares mentor. No, they said Susan's ass was tired of that, them damn Time Warner people. Because <laughs> they fucked up the brain. Okay? And without Susan Taylor, Essence ain't being shit. That's just her baby. She has a different affinity for Essence and the care has an editor than anybody else has. And to me, you have to hire somebody with that same spiritual uh, knowledge of not only uh, understanding black women on a global front, but also understanding uh, black women in terms of uh, 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 understanding the women who birthed the magazine, which is ADOX, American descendants of slaves, black women, to so essence has been slowly creeping, uh, and I've noticed it, Rich Who or whatever his name is, he is Liberian. Okay, I want I, there is a difference. Okay, he is a Liberian. I got some his family background is Liberian, uh, and and and. He even hired a CEO from Target who is a Kenyan. Okay, so that significantly changes the outlook and how we see the magazine. And is Adol still at the forefront of traditional Black American women? Okay, because this was a magazine that was a burst to uh, to help inform. Uh, traditional African American re- uh, women, and even if it bursts outside and reaches outside to other women, the hosts of the magazine have always been black women in America. Okay, um, I had an interesting conversation accidentally because I said something the other day, uh, kind of a tweet, actually tweet conversation where, uh you guys. And I've talked about her years ago on the show. Uh, Cola Booth, if you guys know who Cola Booth, she's wrote so she wrote some controversial books. She been, I think she wrote the book about. She was once Bin Laden. She talked about her. She's had a very interesting life. She was uh Bin Laden's uh, uh she she Bin Laden. She had a I think it was Cola Booth that had the relationship with Bin Laden. It was a very like uh, kind of it was very abusive or a situation I think. And and uh she told she's the one who told about Bin Laden having a thing for Whitney Houston and and trying to get her, get her something like that. So, Cola Booth has been an artist and stuff like that out here for a long time, uh, like Cola, okay? Some, different ideas sometimes, you know, about things, but like Cola. So, she said to me the other day, which is interesting, because I put something on, uh, I, was last, I was putting something on Dollar, uh, Dollar. Uh, the, the comedy dollar. If you guys look at the, or follow him on Twitter, he's really funny. He was talking about Essence. And I put Essence has been a mess. Susan left, and I said, "Call Susan and the two owners. Thank you, right?" And so she was telling me how even under the, the two under owners or three owners, I thought it was only two, but she was saying that you know that Essence always had problems even in the seventies. And I know that Essence, because Essence is a very has has had to ground itself a little bit in adult in 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 black American thought and life. This was very conservative in the seventies, and talking about how she was talking about how they kind of always had problems and and you know, keeping people like Alice Walker out and stuff like that um early on. And that's because of, my personal opinion is the 70s was a very different time for black America and it was probably in that trying to navigate um, uh those voices, very a very conservative voice in black black America, very conservative time for black America versus uh uh, now, right, we were, Essence is just completely gone out of control to me now. But, uh, but she was just saying, you know, they ousted feminist voices and other voices when they should have been including. I think when Susan took over, you did see a little bit more of that, uh, and Susan was more in touch with the community uh, also. And I think that the uh, magazine uh, moved towards specifically American black traditional black women's lives and things like that. And, uh, and, but she was talking about how, you know, she felt like essence more wanted to please black men than black women. You know, she's just saying, you know, sometimes she said, maybe, you know, we just need another magazine. Right. And I was like, yeah, you don't know. So if I tried to do that a few years ago, <laughs> magazines are hard. Right. Uh, but uh She said to me, she said something interesting. She you should be, you should, you should do one. (laughs) Now, I've had Cola Booth. I said, God, what are you trying to tell me? I had Cola Booth tell me I should have my, uh, do my own magazine. And I had Oprah tell me, when you get your network, (laughs) I'm going to make sure I don't give up on you. (laughs) That's true. I had a tweet from Oprah that talked to me about my own network. I'm going to make sure when you get your own network, I kept that. She said that I don't, you know, I don't do that to you. So, like, you just like, you know, and was she was a smart, ass, but she was also saying that to me, that's prophetic, right? Uh, wow. I was like, kind of floored by this. I was like, damn. Me. Yeah, I've been complaining about it for years. I've been mad. I've been just pissed and I've been pissed about the voices of black women uh, being shitted on. I mean, you know, this is a black female magazine, and it's specifically uh, a magazine that was built for uh, what foundational black women, addition, uh, a American Descendants of Slaves Black Women, they are the hosts of the magazine. So I'm offended when a guy who, from Liberia, no offense to him, if he understands women's Black women in America, I don't have no problem with that either, also, but at the same time, I'm offended that we we do have we do this magazine has traditionally been owned by men, there's nothing wrong with that because sometimes men can come through and have great awareness of 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 women's voices and understanding uh, things but now it's not only owned by a man but it's owned by a man who' whose background is liberian no offense to that but do you we need to make sure that you understand African Americans uh lives in America and that that this magazine started out has the has black women in America has the host of this magazine and it's and it's crucial to me to its success uh but you know listen maybe the time has come for a black female owner you know and a black woman, a black woman not only who understands the world, like seeing it from a global perspective, but you know just seeing having a magazine uh just understanding uh the women that foundationally uh speak to the world you know I read a couple of years ago i mean just like a year ago or two years ago, I read about an article that talked about how black American women set the trends for around the world. And I was like, wow, the descendants of slaves and cattle slavery in America setting trends for little girls in the hood, little girls in the hood setting the trends and styles for around the world. That's dope to me. And so you need somebody that understands that and everything. And hopefully we get that. I don't think you're going to get that from Essence anymore. I think Essence is um, dying a long, slow death, and the festival is in the way of the funeral. The festival was so long in the funeral. I love Essence magazine, and I I, I love what it was built on. You could you just couldn't wait to get my Essence magazine in the mail, child, I'd be like, yes, that's it. But couldn't wait to go to the festival every year. Everything now, I'm just like, mm. what I've seen the last several years, starting with the uh, from it behind, coming from under Time Warner to. Losing Susan Taylor has its editor and uh uh to uh the changes that is, some have been good but for the most part most of it has been down here. Essence is no longer interesting hardly to read. It is sometimes the festivals ain't that interesting to fucking go to, okay? Uh I want to play new edition is the scene, but I don't have it on my thing. I would play for Essence to, uh, to, to, to say that it may be the end. I would come close to them here. They get this festival back up and running, it'll be a few years to delay it. But now, uh, people are having more and more. See, Essence used to be interesting. Because it was one of a kind at one time. But now, everybody's fucking doing a festival. And not only that, but Essence has stopped being rooted in the things that its festival is really good at. I mean, I remember you used to hear diversions of voices, even voices that you didn't know. Now it's more, you know, you can kind of tell it's a little,
2: like I couldn't
1: tell before it was Boulez. Bu- <laughs>
2: It was a cycling for Blue
1: <laughs> but now I can. Most of the new voices are coming out of Elite Black America, talented tens. I mean, it is, you know. But we used to get a variety back in the day. You couldn't wait to go to the uh, uh, Essence, uh, not only to the festival, but to the day seminars and stuff. And you hear a lot of great information, a lot of fun stuff, and, and you hear things specifically geared towards, especially African-American women in the communities in and, uh, black communities You know what I'm saying Who's dealing with the real struggle Foundational black America But now you don't hear that shit no more You know what I mean Now some from some, some I was getting weird and shit I don't you know I don't know I don't have enough funerals on the play. Maybe it's seen. Maybe it's seen, And they seem to be weak I have to agree with Coach. Uh i'm a very i'm I can be very conservative as y'all know you know I come from a church background, I can be very conservative, but I can also be very liberal uh, but I think every voice is important. I think that the magazine has has been late in making the turn of us hearing lots of different
0: voices.
1: global, and I get it, love, but you don't become global. Part of the reason the magazine became global is because Africa, it was presented to uh, ADOS women, women who are descendants of slaves in America, who presented their styles and their ideas and their voices to the world through this magazine, and we presented our struggles, and women around the world love to read it because we fucking built the magazine. We the Essence is a house that African traditional African-American women built,
2: okay? Even
1: though black men owned it, it was us who built it. And to leave us behind and to go after some global weird kind of odd agenda, whatever they're trying to do now, just fucked up.
2: Well, we are global.
1: Louis Fairtown say We are universal people Girls from the hood, everything We universal, we might be from the hood We might be traditional black American women But our struggles We put them on front for the world to see We global We like that, and if you forget us Then you forget the dopeness of the magazine So it's like Almost like we should be giving a big fuck you to Essence and their festival. And I love that. It hurts me to say that because I love the Essence Festival. Fucking, I love it. I might go again. Who you know, shit. James Jackson. here. Yeah, I'll probably take my ass again. But you want to say fuck them and their magazine, you know? I already said fuck the magazine, but the festival is like, damn. They always have somebody fucking good. Shit. Like, one person good I want to see. But a couple of years I've said fuck you to the festival. I mean, I have. isn't branching out, is it? Yeah. Interesting. We'll see where Essence goes from here. But I think the cracks are showing. I think they are. Speaking of Essence Fest, I, it's, it's my predicted guest for the Essence Fest in the next few years would be Megan Markle.
2: <laughs> I, I tell you I predicted
1: Megan's ass is going to be a guest of Essence.
2: <laughs> oh, Meghan Markle and
1: Prince Harry call for an end of structural racism in first UK interview. Mm. Oh they doing it up, honey? Mm-hmm. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry speak out as Black History Month begins in the UK. Megan Markle and Prince Harry are speaking out in a powerful new interview. Listen, making them more black than she ever was when she was in America, honey. She not break. She wasn't. She wasn't even yeah, acting black when she was on suit. I mean, was
2: she up here celebrating Black History Month? I ain't even heard of you. What was that Megan at? Was Megan out here talking talking about about Black History Month and shit before she married Harry? This is new. This is new. This is new.
1: Prince uh, uh, says, warning, uh, Megan Markle, on Prince Harry speaking out in a powerful new interview warning that young people of color will be held back as long as structural racism exists in the U.K. and around the world. Speaking to the Evening Standard in London, as Black History Month begins in Britain, Harry talked about his awakening to the lack of opportunities for people of color since he met his wife Megan. Oh, did Megan tell you about that, Harry? <laughs> did she even know? <laughs> because I wasn't aware of so many of the issues and so many of the problems within the UK. Now, listen to this. Now, he's the fucking leader of the uh, of the uh, of the UK. He's a part of the ruling class of the UK. And he didn't know what the fuck, uh, I don't believe that shit whatsoever. You didn't know the problems that exist around the world with race until fucking Meghan Markle, who didn't look like she knew the fuck either? I don't believe that. Okay. So let's go on and read this fairy tale, okay? Speaking, uh, <laughs> uh, because I was and maybe he decided to look at it. Uh, I thought I did, but I didn't he said over a Zoom call from the couple's new home in San Santa Barbara, California. You know, when you go into a shop with your children and you only see white dolls, do you even think that's weird? There is not a black doll there. And I use that as just one example of where we as white people don't always have the awareness that it must be like for someone else different colored skin or black skin to be in the same situation that where the world that we know has been created by white people for white people, he said. Oh, part of that is your grandmother. Well, I fuck with Mr. Queen Elizabeth though, in some instances, even though she's a colonizer. I fuck with her ass though. She's 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 a colonizer, Colonizer. Colonizer. Okay, racist probably. No, no, ain't no problem. My opinion, my friend. You got to be a white supremacist to do colonization. Could be a colonizer. More than likely. But I Queen Elizabeth, because Queen Elizabeth don't take no shit. Queen Elizabeth's like, bitch, I am what
2: it is when it is. <laughs> I watch the crowd, okay? I I have grown a
1: respect to have a respect for Queen. Because power respects power. I respect her shit. I respect her gangster. I don't like colonization, but I respect her gangster. He continued, it's not about pointing the finger. It's not about the blame. I would be the first person to say again, this is about learning, okay? Looking happy and relaxed, the joint chat marked their first interview with the British outlet since they left the U.K. in March, okay, Uh he looked, let me tell you this Harry do look like he relaxed as fuck Harry look like shit I am happy to be out <laughs> The interview comes As the UK kicks off Black History Month The couple also created a list Of next generation trailblazers For the outlet During the oh lord, during the candy sit down Megan who wore a long sleeve asymmetrical camel top With brown leather pants And Harry also gave an insight to life uh, at home with their son, Archie, and their and their dog, Guy, made an adorable cameo, okay? We are doing well. Uh, Archie is so good, Megan said. We are very lucky with our little one. He's just so busy. He's all over the place. He keeps us on our toes. We're just lucky, okay? It has been, um, let's see. It's been a tumultuous year for the couple as they stepped down from their roles of senior working royals in March. After initially relocating to Canada, they settled in California in mid-March, finding a permanent home in Montecito, community of Santa Barbara, okay? Since the killing of George Floyd earlier this year, the couple has become involved in the Black Lives Matter movement. When there is just a peaceful protest and when there is an intention of wanting community and just wanting the recognition of equality, and that is a beautiful thing, Megan said. While it's been challenging for a lot of people, certainly having to make a reckoning of historical significance that has got people to the place they are, that is uncomfortable for people. We recognize that it is uncomfortable for us, okay? They also talked about how they've been staying in touch with their causes in the U.K. and the coronavirus pandemic. Everything has been through video. Everything has been in a room somewhere. Actually, it doesn't matter where the world where in the world we have been we have stayed in touch with and supported the organizations as much as humanly possible, okay? uh to our getting ready, okay. I, you know, I told y'all what they're getting about to do up here. It's about to be a
2: Hollywood takeover out there, ain't it? Didn't they just make it feel with Netflix? Let
1: me quit talking shit about the ass. So I may need a job someday. <laughs> Hey, congratulations, Megan and Harry, for the freedom, okay? You know, y'all look free. Okay? I don't believe I don't know what the racism is to. I don't know if I believe that. But y'all look free. And y'all look good. Okay? Uh let's talk about Michael Jackson's cousin out in the street, because I can't believe this is this true. I mean, I'm just out here. I I don't know if the world has got people like this in it. Is the world got people? The world do got people. I know the world got people out here in. I know they do, but I be in denial sometimes, okay? But apparently, Michael Jackson got somebody out here that's claiming to be his cousin trying to sell a blood stain IV drip, his blood drip IV drip effect. His final one cousin claims. Okay, this is according to TMZ. Michael Jackson's cousin claims to have his latest IV drip the one that delivered the fatal dose of profile, and she's ready to part ways with the uh, memorabilia. The IV setup includes the tubing and the bag used to a drugs, and even has blood saying from the King of Pop, according to his cousin, Marsha Stewart, who claims she took it from the bedroom shortly after his death. Now, she ain't shit. Marsha says she swiped the IV from the rented home of mansion. Nancy. Ain't that some? Ain't that supposed to be an evidence? Wait, wait a minute! They, didn't they didn't arrest your ass for fucking with evidence. Wait a minute, they didn't arrest your ass. That's evidence. This that should be in the evidence box somewhere. What the hell is going on here? Marsha says she swears the mansion where Michael died. She claims she saw it near Michael's bed and that there was a white milk fluid and an accurate description of profile inside the bag, which was which has since dissolved. Michael's cousin says traces of his blood on the device caught her eye and made her want to put it in her purse to take home. Now the IV drip is going up for auction through the memorabilia expert auction in Sin City, and the auction house is looking to get at least twenty five hundred dollars for the gruesome piece of MJ history. As for the validity of the item, it seems obvious that the police would not have collected the IV. That's what I see. That's what this is.
2: She don't, she's tampering with evidence and shit. But go rest her ass. Where her ass at? Rest her ass just for doing this.
1: <sighs> we are reaching out to MJ's estate to see what their take on it is, okay? I don't know if they found that at TMZ. We'll have to find out when we do part two. Part two of the show, I will find out at TMZ. reached out to find out if this is this damn I. They overlooked that. You know, you're going to charge somebody with murder and forget the damn thing that that caused the murder to get the damn weapon i mean serious out here in these streets are we serious and then you're gonna bring your ass on somewhere and i'd be so embarrassed that i was even selling this why would i even show my damn face i'd be damn ashamed of herself you need twenty five hundred dollars that bad what world is this is sick. we're going you know we're quickly descending you know we so we so far descended, I see demons just walking around. Just natural. It's like it's like, Hey Like we that close to hell. They will be walking around out here just like, Hey, how you doing? I mean, that's how close we've descent, descended into hell. <laughs> that we're now selling Michael Jackson's fucking IV. Like somebody talking about selling it for twenty five hundred dollars. I mean, shit,
2: this is a shitty world. <laughs> Y'all see why I, I got a cup every week. Shitty world just the last story
1: of the day. Oh. No, we got one more. Chiefs quarterback. Oh God, it, I don't have time. Do I have time to get this? <laughs>
2: they say I got. Okay, I got time. Okay, let's talk about it. Patrick Mahomes, congratulations, dude.
1: He's gonna be a dad. This is according to KCMO. Dot com, okay Kansas City knbc.com So the Chiefs Quarterback Shared his image Of him and his fiancee Brittany Matthews Holding a Sonogram Tuesday After uh, Afternoon On Instagram Let's end it With some good news Okay Congratulations Says so the caption Simply featured a heart Matthews tweeted The same picture With the caption Just taking a small Detour to the wedding Mahomes and Matthews Got engaged A month ago Okay Just uh, It says It didn't take long For well wishes To come pouring in Okay, listen, let me talk about this, okay? This is, <laughs>
2: that's why he done put that ring on it
1: real fast. Yeah, that, that's some funny shit. Oh, smart girl, smart girl. <laughs> listen, Brittany, she's been with him since high school. I get this. Thank God you didn't marry like somebody like LeBron, who would have just kept your ass like, never mind, <laughs> Britney understands that Patrick Mahomes' image is kind of a good boy, and it's sort of Steph Curry like, right? You know, he's gonna get married. He's gonna, he's gonna. Like, I wouldn't marry nobody after I don't won the Super Bowl. Shit, like I don't won the fucking Super Bowl. Let me just explode. Let me just get out here and just live a minute. Let me see what's out on the, the playing field. But Britney smart ass saw that. Brittany, I believe you saw that shit.
2: I believe Brittany said he's getting ready to. He just won the Super Bowl, and the world is getting ready to be opened up
1: of choice. Oh, he's getting ready to find himself in the world of fucking Super Bowl options
0: and MVP
1: options. What's a girl to do? He's been dating this dude since high school, right? And he's he's promising to marry you, but kind of like, I don't
2: know. She said, just a slight detour before the wedding.
1: Damn right it's a slight detour before the wedding. Damn it, she's smart. She said, I'm going, I'm getting ready. All this time, high school, all this time, whatever y'all find y'all been schooling. She ain't got her ass pregnant, but she got her ass pregnant. Oh, Patrick. See the writing on the wall. Listen, kid, I hope you know what you're doing. Congratulations on the baby.
2: Babies are a blessing.
1: I want to tell men out here, okay? Be smart. Okay, be smart. <laughs> He's so young. 20 something. 22 is so young for a guy who just won the Super Bowl, but maybe he knows what he wants. I'm not here to say he doesn't. I'm just saying maybe he does. But I know Britney made sure that he's gonna he's gonna do the right fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to. He's got to put a ring on this shit. I'm, i I had to throw her ass through a Hail Mary pass and said, "Nah, let's just have this put this card before the wedding because I might not get him to marry He said, "I I suspect there was options he was that he was starting to look and." You got to throw, throw the Hail Mary pass.
2: I said, Oh, 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 <laughs> you're pregnant. Oh, let's do this up. Let's get married real quick, okay?
1: Working girl. Maybe you should have told Kelsey's girlfriend how to do this shit.
2: Travis Kelsey, is him and his girlfriend back together? I don't think so. What's
1: her name? What's that cute girl's name? She real great. She learned from Lil' Britney here. Lil' Britney was like, "Hell no, I ain't
2: letting my uh,
1: Super Bowl ring walk out the door." Oh no, no, no! You don't have a reminder of me, even if he decide to walk. It's automatic check right there. She is. <laughs> Fellas, wrap it up. Oh. We've come to the end of this ratchetness. <laughs> this is the end. <laughs> oh, my God. I will give y'all a part two, okay? Because I got more shit to talk about. Talking about Patrick Mahomes. The and they're not going to have a game tomorrow either because what they say, I think somebody
2: somebody ended up with Kobe. What's the thing?
0: Cam Newton.
1: Oh, Lord. I'm crunching in y'all ear. I know I am. That's okay. Y'all be all right. Listen, I've had fun today with y'all dishing the dirt. Y'all you know, like I do, I love it, okay? But I know I haven't got the Jagwire.
2: Jagwire and Alicia King. I ain't touching up. I'll do that in overdrive,
1: because I got saved that just in case I don't have a show.
2: I mean, I said I'm going to give y'all a point,
1: too, but I'm going to try. If I get cut off in overdrive then I'll have a part two, okay? I But I'm just going to say that story about Jaguar and Alicia Keys, okay? I forgot about the Jaguar right going off on Alicia Keys. I don't know if I'm going to have time, but, you know, if I have time, I'm going to get it in part. I'll get it in the overdrive. That's the only story I'll do, and then I'll do a part. maybe you tomorrow night and talk about it, okay, or something like that if I get cut out, okay? All right, let's end it Where For those of you who are listening to me on the phone lines, I see y'all. I'm out. See y'all next week. For those of you, who are, I mean, those of you who are listening to me through the internet, for those of you who are listening to me on the phone lines, stay with me, and um, you know, we'll do this, okay? Let's end it with, uh, ooh, Jeff Red, you called and told me, okay? It's the CC show. I'm out. Y'all have a good weekend, okay? See y'all. Mm-hmm. All right, if you are listening to the sound of my voice, you are listening to the archive show. What's up, archive
2: listeners? Okay, if you want to hit me up, you can hit me up on C Chatwood Show and Carlisle72 Carly,
1: Carly on Twitter. Those are the two Twitter accounts. You can also hit me up on Carly's underscore Galaxy at Instagram and the Carolina Chatwood Facebook page where you can send me a message if you want to be on a show and all that stuff, okay? Or you got something you want to say or you want something to talk with me about, I don't know, whatever it is. You just don't like the way I do the show or you just mad at me about Beyonce or somebody's shit, I don't know. Uh, you can hit me up on the Carolina
2: Chatwood Facebook page, okay? Okay, y'all, I forgot to tell y'all about Jaguar. Do I got time? Ooh, Lord, if I get cut off. Remember, we'll have a part two show, okay? We'll do a part two. But
1: let's talk about Jaguar right? okay? Jaguar be out in these streets going off on
2: everybody. And let me tell you, I don't think this is crazy, right? Do I think Jaguar might be a little bipolar? Perhaps,
1: perhaps, perhaps. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, okay? But,
2: Jagwire
1: yeah. <laughs> She's been going in on Alicia Keys. First it was Mary J. Blige, but now it's Alicia
2: Keys' ass. <laughs> oh my God. Alicia Keys don't need this in her life. She don't need these. My
1: ass to talking about that. Now she had Jaguar's ass out here talking about she
0: can't see and shit.
1: Oh, Lord, have mercy. Alicia, <laughs> Alicia Keys is under attack attacking Jaguar uh right following right speech with common. This is according to celebrity insider dot It says Jaguar Wright has turned her attention to another person. Hot hip hot new hip hop says the performing artist has been putting a number of artists on blast over the last two months, including Common. You know, y'all know what she said about Common. In recent uh uh recent uh in recent news, Wright accused the roots of various transgressions and she also claimed that the band was more aware of R. Kelly's behavior towards young girls. Well shit. Everybody was. Hey, Wright has put uh, people on blast as well, including Mary J. Blige and Summer Walker. Now Wright has turned her attention to Alicia Keys. Reportedly, there is more context to the situation between Wright and Alicia. Hot new hip hop says there was once a rumor that Alicia was sleeping with Swiss Beats while he was married to Mashonda Tefere. Was that a rumor?
2: I mean, shit, they done wrote a book and shit. Was it a rumor? And Mashonda was up here. Where Mashonda's ass in that mansion? time with ass But she was like, What's that love what was that lovely hip hop? Don't let me bring it up.
1: Because see, Alicia, that came a long way. Shit. All right. <laughs> This and then, Uh uh, Even though it's been years since the rumors of society, Keith and Swiss are now together, and Jaguar is bringing it up once again. Okay, just listen to Jaguar White, because Jaguar White be talking shit. Can't nobody explain Jaguar White shit more than Jaguar White kids? So let's do it for a minute, y'all. Okay, let me see if I get this. I got this on. Okay, see, I didn't hear this. Okay, hopefully
0: you got time, okay? You look
2: Okay, y'all, I'm trying to get it up. Okay, that's might be going off, though. Uh, I thought about asking her on the show, but shit, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs>
1: Remember years ago, I had on uh, the dude,
2: what's the dude from uh,
1: Breaking? What's the dude? What's the dude? He took over the fucking interview. I think I went to sleep, shit, on the, on the phone. I love the dude. Dude is dope, but I love, uh, what's the little dancing dude in, uh, and he was he was so cool to come on the show. Uh, I forget his name. Uh, the, the, uh, the little, to start with it, the, the, the break dance and I'm breaking. I'm breaking because I, 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 he came on the show, damn it, and he he was long-winded. But it was a you know, my ass is long-winded.
2: But, yeah, I mean, it was a lot. <laughs> but Jaguar scares me like this. <laughs> I don't know what I might get. Shit, I might have to put a big ass allegedly over the whole show if I asked her to come up. Because we
1: both in the same city, right? We both in Dallas. So I may have to put a big ass allegedly over there. They be coming after my ass, uh, the 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 uh, the hip-hop Illuminati and shit. They ass is coming after Last thing i have already got Beyonce Illuminati out of this shit. <laughs> so let's do this, okay? Let's listen to Jaguar. Jaguar, I got at least two Jaguars out here, got her ass talking about. Jaguar is hilarious. I've been waiting for so long for this goofy ass fucking bitch have to say you fucking half man, huh? You went
2: around For cousins and shit? Everyone Because you wanted to get into the soup with me Let me get into the soup with you Because I know who made you post that post We both know Clyde Davis said you better fucking go after that bitch Or, or you're fucking done So let me do his job for him Let me finish you right now bitch I'm going to tell you how fucking sloppy you are with your pussy the probably don't know. He but you know to you But you did. You gave him the key. You gave him the key to your fucking apartment in New York. And he flew up. But see, he was still doing the Saline Dion show. And he flew up to surprise you, Alicia. Guess what he found? You fucking somebody else, and you were supposed to be his girlfriend, you bitch. He walked right in on you. That's why he left the key the he was He was Jamaican. What the Up with your legs in the fucking air, and he left that motherfucker's key, bitch. And he got on that plane and he never turned around. And then he met me.
1: Ooh. Ha. Ooh, I even say the rest of she and call her a dyke and talk about her not wearing makeup and shit. Woo. And maybe I need to have Jaguar on here. See, I'm gonna tell you this, okay? I like Jaguar right, okay? And that's a part of me that believes there's some truth in it. But then there's also a part of me when I hear the stuff like little stuff like uh I got tapes on everybody, starts so I sound strange and when I hear a little things like uh uh I don't know, it's little things that kinda make me wonder if she's bipolar or skits a little bit. And she could be both because Kanye does that. Kanye, Kanye will like Kanye will go all the way off the thing and drop some real ass truth. And I don't know, sometimes people want it to appear like they crazy because they drop drop dropping such deep shit they don't want people to not to think they saying while they doing it. They they dropping truth. But covering up with crazy Jaguar, right? Okay, that there is a sense that she wants you to see. She wants you to feel like she's emotional. She wants you to uh, uh, think of her as crazy, but in the midst of that craziness,
2: she's dropping some guns. She's like, boop, here's one piece. Boop, here's one over here. <laughs> that was mess. Y'all better get Jaguar. Before we do, before we get her on these
1: shows, okay? Because everybody put her on these shows. Jaguar is speaking her piece, okay? Listen, I like Jaguar, right? I think she should be in. The, she's already. She said she dropped some new music. I don't know, but should be in the studio. She's highly talented, no doubt there. No diss there. Totally a talented. Uh, I think she could put herself to much better use in this in this thing. I like to have her on just simply talk music about her because she seems so knowledgeable with music and stuff like that. But yeah, we, I want the tea too. <laughs> Oh, my goodness, Jaguar out here dropping some names. Listen, I don't know if the story about Anthony Gordon and shit is true. I don't, I don't know. Shit. <laughs>
2: but what I do know is it's been a thing. <laughs> He's been coming after
1: little Alicia hard. I thought I was hard on Alicia. No, no, no. Jaguar. is. I mean, she's saying the tongue, talking about she's covering up that she's a dyke. Listen, okay. We don't ask that we didn't think of I did think Alicia Keys was a dyke until she got married, okay? I, I did, and I ain't gonna lie, okay? Partly because of Maxwell's concert, the first concert I went to see her at, right? <laughs> I was just... <laughs> Me
2: and my girlfriend I always got this joke
1: because we and we went with a bunch of girlfriends and Alicia just seemed like like, man, like, I, I'm not gonna lie, and at that time she seemed real like, poof! I mean... She's really softened over the years, and maybe that's part of the New York scene. You know, she's really softened to me a lot. But at that time, I didn't know because I was teasing my girlfriend. Because was in the front, we was in the front row. I teased my girlfriend because she, you know, I don't know, if she was nervous or what, but she kept looking at there. I said, "Is she looking at you on me?" But <laughs> well, anyway, we we always had that joke. We laugh about it. We used to laugh and say, "Clive and go clean up all that shit." You know, she got because so she was so pretty. She's such a doll, baby. She's a beautiful girl, and so I knew they was gonna try to sell her. You know, try to move her away from her tomboy image. And, you know, she could just be a tomboy. It doesn't necessarily mean she's gay. It's nothing wrong with it. she is, that's her business. But I mean, you know, it's not that we didn't think that when we first saw her. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't know if Jaguars tells the truth unless she kids. Oh God. But he said that was a story about a man, right? But she's saying she's bisexual. She said Mary J was bisexual too.
2: I don't know, you know, I I don't know. Shit. I don't know y'all asking me, I don't know. I hear
1: rumors, but I don't know if people or what they say. The rumors, There's a lot of rumors on people, shit. I mean, my ass had had rumors on me. I mean, you know, everybody got rumors and shit. I mean, it i don't mean it's true, okay? But this is a person Jaguar is saying she's coming from an industry perspective, okay? Y'all, I'm scared. I ain't gonna lie, I'm scared of you Jaguar Wright. I ain't gonna lie.
2: I'm scared. I don't know what the to... <laughs> I thought like I said, I have to put a big allegedly over the whole damn Because <laughs> I don't know what kind of teeth Jaguar White drop. <laughs> I told Jaguars on the look Jaguar
1: ain't playing with y'all asses. I'm I don't know I don't know what she I don't know what's up, but she is not playing with y'all asses. Do you hear me, okay? Shit. I don't I don't know what the hell's going on right here. I don't know what y'all did to Jaguar back in nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, or whatever the shit. I don't know what y'all did, but y'all better Yeah, y'all better calm down. That <laughs> is out here not to be played with, okay? So, uh it she and she been doing this for months, okay? So and it don't look like she's letting up, okay? So I and, and in defense of all those people, you know, you know, we don't know if it's true or not. You know, it may this story might not be true about Alicia Keys. I know Tevin Campbell had time the other day though, about talking about he was a prostitute. Tevin Campbell said he got his lawyers on deck. You don't be playing in these streets. <laughs>
2: Tevin Campbell
1: said I got time. Alicia might not have time. And Mary J. and them might not have time, but I got
2: time. <laughs> ever I I ain't playing none of that shit. <laughs> okay, but y'all, you
1: listen. It's been a good one, y'all. I am going to talk to you guys uh I'm gonna to try to have a part two show, no promises, but I'm gonna to try to do one. Maybe try to do sometime one this sometime this week. Maybe tomorrow, perhaps. Tonight at midnight, I might come on and do a quick one. I don't know promises, but I may try to do a part Because we are talking about SZA, Dayton Drake, Lenny Kravitz talks his relationship with Jason Momoa. Uh we got talk about Katie Kelly Rosen talking about Trump is lying. Uh what else do we need to talk about?
0: Uh what Gazelle
1: Bryant, you know about her daddy, what he said, you know on the show about Jamal Bryant. Apparently, he ain't here with Jamal Bryant at all. And Mimi leaks on Tamar and Hall. we got some other stuff to talk about, okay? Stuff so I didn't get to, so we will get to that on part two of the show if I have one this week, okay? If not, y'all yeah, can expect it in next week's show. But I'm gonna try to have a part two, okay? And congratulations to Nicki Minaj. Nicki, Nicki Minaj had a baby with her husband, okay? Congratulations both of them, okay?
2: All right, y'all, I am
1: out. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Enjoy your week. Definitely enjoy it. And, you know, don't get too so caught up in the political drama and stuff like that. It's going to be okay. It's all good. Trust me, it's going to be all good. And my fave, Oh, got to say this. My fave posted a thirst trap. He said it was a thirst trap this week. But, said so that's not a thirst trap. You need to let me show you that. <laughs>
2: we need more of you. We need one. That's a
1: cute trap. We, do you want to post a thirst trap? You you need a thirst trap. Maxwell <laughs> used to post thirst traps all the time, but <laughs> he's trying to post a thirst trap for people to vote. Um, and yeah, I was like, I'm still voting for Snoopy. I mean, you know, you're, you, you ain't trapped. You ain't got enough thirst trap. You post
2: post one of them uh, method Man pics out here. She, i like, I might change my vote. You post a Messing Man pic. Show. I am out, y'all. Y'all have a wonderful weekend. when we go end it
1: with we're gonna end it with Sierra thinking about you. Okay? It's C show I'm out. Have a good one, okay, y'all? See y'all.